Hello, this is Lucan, and here's what happened last time. After finding out that night's day is on Medesta 6, Zan and I return home for the afternoon. I enjoy time with my father, and I believe Zan and mother spent the afternoon together. As far as I know, Merck and Relop spent the time in the library, and Holg spent the day in the market. Later that day, I officially took my oath of devotion to the Church of Lucian with my family in attendance. It was a great moment. The next day we began our travel southward, and a few days later we were ambushed by ghostly undead scourge. After the battle, Zan and Relop seemed to be at odds, but I'm not quite sure what it was about. A couple of days later we arrived in Bream, and some poor lost soul picked my pockets. Shortly thereafter my day was brightened, though, as I was reunited with my old friend Emmett. Over drinks he spoke of serial murders in Lucidum, which is yet another reason why we need to get there quickly. We chartered passage on a ship and set out on the Sword Sea. It's the morning of the 29th. You have pushed away from shore. Everyone make a constitution check. <laughs> just immediately? All right. Just, All right. Just, well, just, just, don't even no. stop. Oh, just okay. sort of get a feel for how you feel as we... As we Twelve. Move it's going to be bad. Twelve. Fourteen. That's with the hard fifteen. I have a twenty-one. Twenty-one. Yeah, I'm screwed. <laughs> You're doing a whole world of hurt. Yeah, this is going to be a bad three days for Zan. So at least for the first outing, maybe the first stretch during that day, everybody except for Merc is going to be at disadvantage because of this sickness from Oof, wonderful. Um, how how long is this boat? Like we, I didn't know if we really described the dimensions. I knew it was open topped and it's just like a big canoe. You've but got, how big is and long is it? You've and, got about six benches. Which will house about two people each with okay. some good space in between. Okay. It's still, I don't know, 25 feet? That's and then beyond, maybe, beyond maybe those benches, is there more open space for, like, a are they bit. carrying there's, anything? There's two bows. Yeah. They have a, a kind of a dragon-looking thing on the front. Sure, so, sure. What do you call it? Uh, yeah. yeah. It doesn't look like the tattoos, the dragon with the no, trident. No, thing. it's, it's okay. more just sort of stylized. Is there room for, like, people to, when they're not on the benches rowing, to be sitting in those spaces or to sleep? I mean, where do you sleep? You, you could curl up in between the benches. Oh, okay. Just sort of lean up against the side of the boat. All right, just get an idea of, like, how close we are here. There's kind of a, they, they call it the underdeck. It's not what we would think of as an underdeck, yeah. but there's a, sort of a lip around the side of the boat where things are stashed. There is a little bit of cargo. Like, it's really literally just big bags of stuff that they okay. are apparently bringing with them. It's where a lot of their food is also kept, just sort of stashed around. Question of how much the bag of inventory holds. How much stuff does it have? What's the weight capacity on it? You're going to start stealing from these guys? Jeez, yeah. man. Yeah, well, yes, I want it, and I'm going to take everything out of it and dump it into the water. What do you think? 500 pounds. 500 pounds. Ooh. Snap. Because nice. I think, I don't know about you, Luke, but I think Zan's plan is to de-armor and throw it all in there. And just have, I'll have the shield and her sword, but she won't wear the armor because falling out of this boat in armor is a bad idea. <laughs> Sinking into the sea mm. seems like a problem. So, if she can de-armor, oh, throw all the armor into the inventory bag, then we can just save the inventory bag and we don't worry about losing our armor if the boat capsizes or whatever right. else. The gnome looks very on. trustworthy. But anyway, she would, that's what she would probably be intending to do in terms of speaking with you, the idea of 
no, I'm not going to armor up and sink to the bottom of the sea. I look to He thinks the... if he falls in the water, he's dead anyways. <laughs> <laughs> I... What do the the, the, the Pishim and the, the Fishers do? Like, how heavily armored are they? Like, just hide armor? Hide. There's there's one guy wearing ring mail, but uh, otherwise it's all hide and leather. Not that strong of a swimmer. The guy wearing the ring mail is actually one of one of the fishers, which means that he's not a Pishim. Sure. The Pishim are wearing hide and leather. Right. Better for water. But... May we use the bag of inventory, Mr. Elop? Sure. So she'll start just taking armor off and then just go down to... Shut up. And <laughs> you're all children. And <laughs> um, yeah, so she's be clean, John. Yeah, so I mean, we have a talk earlier. Yeah, Jeez. she still has like a tunic on and yeah, pants and everything else. So it's just the top armor parts off. But again, she'll have the shield and sword and have it available in one of those little storage areas kind of under the lip so that she can get to it quickly, preferably on whatever bench she was assigned to or that sort of thing. Sure. Each of you has been given a given a little bucket with the <laughs> assumption that you might need it at some point. Sure, you are, have been asked to help with the rowing, and, and that's really what's happening as we as we first start this first stretch in the okay. water. There's just a constant swell. You know, I mentioned yesterday that there was creatures within sight pretty much everywhere you look. There's going to be something sort of lurking, you know, just beneath the water somewhere, at least on the horizon, if not closer. This is not a place that Lucite Society typically spends a lot of time with right. because it just has this bad reputation for being a place to to avoid if possible. Heroes might go onto the sword and sea, but, but your average you're goddamn right we do. That's why you know places like the luminaries, merchants who only right. ride the road, even though it's much slower, yeah. they do a pretty good business because it's and just we're only doing it to try to make up time. The smell of the salt is, is sort of everywhere, it seems. Sure. You don't seem like you can quite stay entirely dry because of the swell. There's constantly something just, you know, just enough to keep soggy and swampy. And it is sort of oddly warm. You know, it's been in the 80s the whole time, and it just seems like you're, the sun's baking on you out in the middle of the sea. Usually, you're keeping within visual sight of the coast, but you do go out relatively deep into it. Your captain, Krieger, tells you that there may be times that he's going to ask you to just be quiet or pull up rows, and he's giving you a couple of hand signals to sort of quickly be able to show, because apparently there are some creatures here that kind of move by sound. They, they hunt with sound, and so you, if he sees something like that, they'll, they'll let you know for that. Okay. While we're traveling, and I, you know, many of you are not feeling very well, but anything that you want to discuss since you have the time together? I like this. Hard work. <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> I like it. There's three things I love. It's hard work. <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> look how wow. con even though you're even though you're sick, I kind of imagine you would sort of like the workout, right? Like you're getting a serious workout with this. Yeah, that's right? true. You would like that part of it. But he's definitely uh, in the non-comfort zone area, for sure. Because you're wearing full plate now. <laughs> it's I, uh, awesome. Wait till you die. I wait till you die. <laughs> he's wearing chain mail, right? Yeah, chain yeah. mail. Yeah, yeah. Do any of the, the Pishim that are near me, do any of them have that dragon tattoo? Oh, and Merc has new tattoos, don't you? Did you just get them? Yeah, I got yeah. them. Literally last night. Every time he rows, he's like, ow. Um, yeah, like fresh tattoos um, and then row a boat for three days. We know yeah, he's going to ruin it when they have to stay quiet. That's hard water is getting in them. 
Yeah, yeah, just in the salt waters landing on the like fresh wounds. Doesn't hurt. Looks like hurt. I don't care. Doesn't hurt. No, I it's, it's chicken chicken scratch paint Chicken's still alive. You had a chicken do that? You made fifty gold? You crazy. Dude. It's a really talented chicken. Those look really good. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to think yeah, of anything specific. Has, on this arm he has like did um uh, four different like lands coming up. Like, did, like Can they see it? Are you covering it? I'm not hiding it, and I'm I'm assuming when he gets super bad, like I just have to take that chainmail off. You know, right. I might not put it in the thing, but like I'm just like gonna sure put it someplace. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and I'm assuming they see it. They might even see the one that's on my shoulder. But yeah, I'm assuming. And then there's like the four flames, and then this one has like the radiant light spears coming off. It's so left arms the light, yeah. flames on the, the right. right arms right. Yep. I don't think anything else specific. Yeah. I don't think is is our friend the guy was it was the guy's a the a name Emmett Emmett is he no, on this not, was he on this crew uh, no, okay he has his own he, situation he yeah. just hooked us up with this guy yep okay but then it's the My, it's Miles as, Miles who is one of the fishers yeah and he then was, Krieger and then you said there were like four or five other people um, give or there take? are twelve people all together which means okay. that there are let's see there's five of you that means that there are seven of them well if he's not rowing there's four of us so eight. Eight of them, the four of us rowing, and then Relop not rowing. Yeah, that sounds good. Okay, we'll do that. Yeah, so that's, if that's the case, then we'll just say about half of them are fishermen and half of them are fishers, and okay. it's a little bit hard to tell. Yeah. A few of them aren't very sociable. I would hope. But the ones <laughs> that you deal with are Captain Krieger. Mm-hmm. There's another one named Slanog. He has brown dreadlocks. He has a tattooed neck, which actually you can see there's a, there's a trident going down into his shirt. Mm-hmm. He also has a lot of trophies hanging from his from his hide armor, like little bits of critters and talons. Is he and human? Whatnot. Yeah, yeah. He's Pisham. Pishams are, are barbarians. It's like a cultural Viking. Yeah, the Viking people. Yeah. And then among the fishers, the ones that typically give you the time of day are Miles, who we described yesterday, and then Angus, who has black hair and kind of a curly beard, and he's you can find out that he sort of uh, was educated in Prince Hall. A lot like Emmett, and he plays the pan flute when they're, you know, when they have time to do so. Sure. He just kind of tinkers around, and he talks to Relop and kind of treats him like this little child with a lute. And says, you should play with me. <laughs> he doesn't know any of your songs, I'm afraid. What was oh, that? I'll teach him. What's the the guy with the dreadlocks? What was his name again? That was Slanog. 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 And then just a bunch of other no name crew. Yeah, that may or may not die during the battles to come. They all for they all red shirts. It's odd. <laughs> no, you haven't seen a red, red shirt since you left. Red yeah, tunic. red tunics weird. <laughs> Very weird. I uh, slide the slide off. Asking about the tattoo on his back. He says, "This one, he kind of holds his shirt down." Yeah, and, and you do see that it goes down to this dragon's head, this trident sticking into a dragon. Yeah, very curious about that. I've seen a lot of people wear it. Yeah, go ahead and roll. If he's trying to convince we'll him to tell him, yeah. But it's only if he's like a friendly person. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I got a 12. He, he kind of looks you up and down, and you know, and this is as he's rowing, in fact, you know, he's, he's relatively close to you. And I mean, you probably he, can see the, the <clears throat> arm tattoos at this point. He turns to another guy further up in the in the benches and says says something in apparently Pisham. It's not familiar to anybody here. And he turns back and he says, See God. That's all he says. In sort of a broken sorry, accent. Yeah, broken common. Yeah. That's all he really gives you. Yeah. And you, you almost wonder if it's because he can't quite explain it. Like, he doesn't yeah. know exactly how to say it. That's fine. Maybe I'll talk to Gregor or Miles about it later. 
sort of towards the end of the day, as we're, we're approaching sunset, they tell you there's a good window where, where they're going to sort of let it coast a little bit sure. and ride the waves. Krieger's sitting at the helm, which is just in the back, and, you know, it's the steerage. Very busy rudder. Yeah, yeah, and a few a few people still sort of hold the oars here and there, but the, but we you can sort of take a little bit of a break, and it works that way occasionally. Is it, it doesn't always work with all twelve oars at the same time. Typically, that way you can just kind of keep moving. Sure, they take turns with the oars, and they probably uh, you know if the one if they got a good tail one or whatever, they might even pull all the oars up. Yeah. Or if you're a big rate, you might have all twelve going. And there's there's a sail at the ready. It's just not. It's just not. Is there not a lot of wind in the moon? Not the moment, no. It's very calm and and hot. So during break time, we'll just be kind of resting, I imagine. Okay. <laughs> all of us arms are probably rocked. I'm warm. I've got manual labor. <laughs> I'm feeling queasy. Yeah, this is just a great vacation. <laughs> <laughs> no one said this would be a pleasure cruise. So there are a couple of times along the way where things get a little closer than you would like them to. Like creatures? Yeah, creatures that come by. These, the most common ones that you see, it might possibly be some sort of whale. It's, it's just sort of black in color. And you get the impression that those will typically leave you be if you leave them be. Are, are a lot of the things we're seeing, are most of the things we're seeing like fish-type creatures? Yeah. Yeah, well, okay. well, fish and possibly like squid, and possibly octopus. some maybe reptilian, like a like you know sea monster sort of, kind of thing. Yeah, that okay, okay, a little bit of a mix. Occasionally, <laughs> you do see like heads pop up out of the water, sure, far away, like eye stalks or something like that. Yeah, or like yeah, Screeching you know, like a, <laughs> like what you might expect of of uh, the Loch Ness monster pictures, things like that. Sure, sure, sure. Oh, they're all fake. Don't worry about. Yeah, it's just, it's just, it's just a stick. It's sticks. Yes. sticks and shadows. It's just a log and shadow. Swamp gas. Swamp gas. <laughs> All right. All right. So, again, the, one of the nice things here is travel, as much as it's it's rocky and all that kind of stuff, it's going to keep moving. You're just going right. to keep headed towards Lucidum. Do they have a set on a watch or anything like that? Or Yeah, there's always somebody on watch. So if it, I mean, do they have? They want us, I'm assuming, as part of the crew now yeah. to set, sit and watch with some people? Yep. So we can wake the rest of the crew up if we need to, that sort of thing. Yep, exactly. Okay. But there's always one of the Pisham awake. Sure. Uh, it never fails. They keep one of the Pisham awake. They seem to know more about the wildlife here than the fishers do. The fishers really take their lead. Are they speaking their language a lot? Yes. Okay. Yeah, quite a bit. Is there any terms you can pick up just from listening to it? If you get a nat 20 on a roll. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. And roll. You know, I want to learn the language right now. It's just like <laughs> just random terms. Or like that. No. I don't know what I'm looking for, but if it's just perception and I got a 12. Yeah. It's, you know, every once in a while you're kind of like, I wonder if that's what that means. Yeah. yeah. She's more amusing to herself than anything. I wonder if that's else. about, you know, land lovers or something. Yeah. You know, like it's about some sort of reference. <laughs> some to derogatory us. term to us. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They're using the word for you. Certain, uh, sure. Which may not be quite as polite. <laughs> Trash elves. Yeah, if they're not really conversing with us that much, I imagine we just keep to ourselves for the most part. Sure. She's keeping her distance from Miles. <laughs> oh, I mean, depending on what Miles is, I might talk to him just because. Yeah, Miles was was looking at you a yeah. little oddly when you were taking your armor off. Like sure, didn't, didn't make you comfortable. Mm-hmm. I'll talk to Miles. You come from a long line of soldiers. No, my father was a merchant. You think he wanted you to be a soldier? Probably not, but you know the business went belly up, and 
here I am. Yeah. Seems like good, admirable work here. Well, seems to suit you, apparently. Maybe in another lifetime. Let's go ahead and, and we'll go into the second day. So the first day was relatively uneventful. Again, a couple of close close encounters with these big black, you know, whale-type creatures. But nothing, you know, really alarming. And they there's always, a girl in the water. We're like, dang it, no. <laughs> Why don't you they go always save watch her? everything really closely, okay. even if it's one of those that don't seem to be a big threat to you. Mm-hmm. Apparently they must be a threat sometimes because they're they're always very careful to keep an eye on them. So go ahead and roll your constitution for the second day. We'll see oh, yeah, here we now. go. This is going to be the bad one. You're, effectively, you're effectively looking for, for 15. So you break, break a 15. Did you crit 20? No. No, I got a 19, Close. so I got an 18 total. I did better the second day. Yep, so she's getting a little used to it. Oh, man, I thought it was um, you know, I, you know, You know, I'm going to say, too, Merc, you don't even have to roll. Like, if you once you get there, you'll have your sea legs. Okay. Gotcha. Cool. Okay. Good thing, because I was a 13. <laughs> what do you have to roll to get there? 50. Oh, cool. Okay. Nice. Yeah, I got ended up having a 20 with my modifiers. All right. So Surprisingly refreshing. Luke, Lucan and Relop are still a little... No, I'm 18. Oh, okay. Lucan. <laughs> he, gets, he gets robbed, and two days later, he's the, he's he's the one guy still forever. There's still some soggy bacon if you want it. Right. <laughs> Oh. Yeah, some, yeah, some bacon. I'm still going to pretend to be seasick if it gets me out of rowing. <laughs> it, <laughs> it, is, it really I don't does. think it really <laughs> They just give you a bucket. Um, I'm assuming they have, like, barrels for, like, fresh water and that sort of thing mm-hmm. on oh, the yeah. boat? Yeah. Okay. So under the, in that, you know, sort of under that yeah. lip, there's barrels all yeah. along on one side. As those start to fade away, she will spend, like, one, at least once a day, she will do create or destroy water, which is a first level spell. Cool. To build 10 gallons of water in any open containers. Great. So she'll nice. just refill all of them. Nice. Yeah, they for are, the sailors. They're very impressed by that. Yeah. For sure. Miles is like, uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> she kind of sees that and goes, oh, just kind of looks away. <laughs> yeah, awesome. Yeah, they, they really like that. Uh, Krieger seems very appreciative. Sure. Of just trying to be a useful kind of mammal. Absolutely. Did you say useful yes, mammal? I did. Mm-hmm. Has Relap been playing music? And I've just been picking it along with the guy playing the flute. If he's playing, I'll play along. But so yeah, day two rolling along. Yep, day two rolling along. Most people are feeling better. Some of the fishers were, were thrown up too, so you know it was, you weren't alone. But they, most of them, have kind of gotten themselves in gear. There is a point along just about mid morning of that of that second day. So we're now on the thirtieth of Seminole. Where just sort of out of nowhere, as people are sort of talking, in fact, the, the loot's being plucked a little bit, and Krieger, the captain, yeah. the, his hand his hand just goes up and sort of gives a little wave, which okay. looks a little odd, you know, because their gestures are different than your gestures. So sure. you've got this giant, toothy-grinned guy waving wildly at you, which <laughs> went under different circumstances would almost be funny, but you know that that means pull the oars up, and everybody just goes silent. And you're sort of sliding along, and the water's a little more calm today. It's still kind of giving some kick, but it's not as bad as it was that first day. The first day was just terrible. And as you slide along, he's holding on to the helm in the back, keep it moving in the right direction. Something goes by as this one comes through, and the top of, of its back has got these sort of spiky scales. And it slides right next to the boat. I mean, it's much bigger than the boat. And you didn't even know it was there, right? Just out of nowhere, this thing just sort of slides by and starts to sink back down into the water. 
and everybody just sort of freezes. And again, the boat just is just sort of moving on, bucking a little bit in the water. Nobody sneezes, and we move on. What a tease. <laughs> That's actually a really good tense moment. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's that was terrifying. <laughs> oh gosh, that would have been an interesting little thing. We have you do a kind of I'm surprised you say, I, like, I, would, I had my die. I was like, okay, I'm ready for my disadvantage. <laughs> Quiet roll. All right. As far as you know, and for those, I'm sure people are asking the captain, right. it's been good time. In fact, the second day, because it's calmed down a little bit, it's been really nice. In fact, the breeze has started to pick up, they, and they're talking about the sail. They haven't actually put it up yet. Okay. They think it might be possible if this continues. Are there any landmarks along the coast to keep an eye on where we are in comparison? None like that, structures or towers? None that you know. But yeah, fortresses so or anything? Just to help us gauge how far away we are? Right. And, I, I mean, Lucidum is a giant city. How far away from it can we see it before we arrive? About seven miles. Yeah, it's because of the fact it's sort of deep into the bay. Sure. So you're going to turn into the bay before you probably see it. Okay. And it's very rocky along there. Okay. I mean, and like high shores with yeah, like cliff think, shores. Think like Greece. Okay. And it's going to yeah, yeah. it's going to be something like that, and so it's it's not very hospitable throughout a lot okay. of that. Probably about noon on that second day, it does really sort of the, the sky just goes clear. And, again, it never really gets calm, calm, but this is as calm as you've seen it. And on the horizon to your west, you can actually see Stoutheim, which is the the big uh, Fisham Oh, like way to the city. west. It's, yeah, so it's effectively behind you at this point. Yeah. Like you, you didn't see it initially because it was just too you know misty and that kind of thing. Sure. But uh, you do at one point, and, and the Pisham all talk about it and, and point at it. It's, you know, like they're, they're pointing off to home. Mm-hmm. But Stoutheim is a Pisham settlement that is up there between the port of Bream and when you leave the actual bay. Okay. You do also see a few boats that are along that other coast, presumably similar to your boat. You know, it's a maybe a typical Viking city that you might think of. There are several docks to it, mostly longhouses. Not that you can see real closely, but that would be sort of the profile of what you're seeing. But massive, big city. Um, not by your standards, but, but it, it's definitely the biggest okay. Pisham city. It's, it, it is the biggest sort of non-Lucite or Pyrian settlement in the realm, probably. So, we do get to see that a little bit, just, you know, briefly, but otherwise it's really just rocky wilderness along, sure. the, along the shores. Towards the evening, the sun's going down. This is again the 30th, last, last day of Seminum. People are eating. There's, you know, there's a few people on the oars. Angus, the, the guy with the pan flute, is playing up a little tune, which is sort of a variation of kind of a nursery rhyme that you knew as a child. So, hmm. so I don't know if you don't know if he if we took it from them or they learned he learned it from from us that kind of thing. Hard to say. And he's sort of zipping through that, and he's asking Relop if he wants to play. Um, feeling well on the weather. I'll uh, I'll take a pass for this tune. I don't think I don't feel comfortable playing it yet. All right, he goes right back to playing. There's a bucket close to you, and he kind of slides at your direction with his foot while he's playing. <laughs> Everybody's sort of listening to that and chatting amongst themselves, and suddenly you hear somebody yell from one side, and something happens behind you. Roll your initiative. I got an 8. I got a 10. I got a 22. No. <laughs> <laughs> he may have crit his initiative. Work. I have an 8. 20. One of the Pisham yells, 
Langhall! Langhall. You, you don't know what the heck that means, but it's the critters that is attacking. Okay. There's actually a few of them. Okay. So basically what happens is as you are in that moment, somebody was attacked on the other side of the ship. Okay. There are four of these sort of serpentine creatures. They're about the size probably of a... They're kind of like a giraffe in size, if that makes sense. You know, that they, sure. they've got these long necks, and they are coming around the boat, and they just sort of snap. These long necks snap in, attack, and then snap back. So it's almost like fighting a hydra or something, but it seems to be four separate animals that are moving around the ship. It's almost like pack hunting, too. Like, it's very, it's going to be pretty clear that they, they, they're all like wolves. You know, they're sort of picking up the different sides of the boat. What color are they? Dark gray, like okay. an elephant skin. Hold, you are first. So what you can see, and the way this will work too, just for ease of combat, we're really going to deal with two of them. If that makes sense, right? Like they we're going to have the Pishams and the Fishers. Sort of, they're more on one side. You guys are going to deal with the other side. Okay. It'll just be easier that way. So just know that there's a battle going on all around the ship. We're going to deal with two of them. So, like, one is actually close enough that I could probably yes. swing. Yeah, so okay. basically there's two that are that are within range of you. Now, these things, because they have these long these long necks, they've got kind of a 10-foot reach. And so okay. it's very possible that they could snap in and attack and then move out of your distance if you don't have a 10-foot reach. So there right. might be some options for range here. Yeah, we'll just see where they are. But right now... You would have the option for two, because they all just sort of like came in okay. and snapped right. at stuff, and a well, couple of the crew got hit. We'll go up to one of them on the side then and uh, take a swing at one. That'd be an AC 19. That'll hit. That'd be seven damage. Nice. Short sword comes out, stabs into into the side of it, kind of you know cuts through his neck, and you see this sort of blackened blood come dribbling out of the side. It's got big sharp teeth. They're probably about probably about the size of your dagger. Just you know. All right, reel up. Okay, that's good with me, John. Okay, okay. So these things lash out. They kind of screech a little bit, like a it's more, almost like a hissing <laughs> as they are moving around. You almost wonder if they're communicating. Like you see, just they, you see them kind of work with each other as, as they move. Oh, that one's gonna bite at you that you just stabbed. He hits you. He gets you for eleven piercing. The big tooth kind of clamps into uh, into your arm as you're pulling the sword back. How many hit points do you have overall? Twenty-three. Hmm. Ouch. Yeah, this is not great. Merc, another one starting at you. Specifically, said I took my armor off, so if it doesn't roll, one all ahead. All right, this one gets you for eleven points of damage. So again, this other one comes out, and it's almost like a snake pouncing, flies out, and there it is. At least one benefit of it is that they're going to be like in, within reach of in you the boat while you know until we get to the next round. Sure. Uh, that brings us to Zan. Yeah, there's a couple others, and you hear <clears throat> you're fighting and screaming and stuff on the other side of the boat. Yeah, and hissing. First, she's going to light her sword, hold it up in the air, and basically say some, say some sort of prayer to where a light sword appears above it. So she's doing spiritual weapon. Okay. Throws, and that's a bonus action. So she can throw that out there, and immediately gets to make an attack, and Great. then she's going to run up and make a physical attack with it. Okay. Uh, with her sword as well. So that would be a 20 to hit with the spiritual weapon. So it's going to do 8 points of damage, radiant, from, this, from the spiritual weapon. Okay. Then she's just going to attack with her own longsword. Uh, that'll be a 16 to hit. That'll hit. Okay. Hot garbage. 
Uh, three. I rolled the min, min damage. Okay. And she attacks with her regular sword sure. on the one that's on Hulk. Okay. Nope. Nobody here has seen her do that spell before either. So it's no, that's brand new. Suddenly <laughs> flying, sweet, flying, sweet flying right sword, sword above it. Yep. Merc? Uh, well, I'm going to attack the, the guy that hit me. Okay. <laughs> I'll do a two-handed swing. Natural 20. Hey! Uh, so, because uh, I did yeah. I did check the rules on this, I am going to use to extract an attack on that, and I get to choose on hit okay. to do that. Every, next person that attacks it has advantage against cool. it. Cool. Well, true. <laughs> if this thing survives, I rolled oh. 19, so 38, 41 points of damage. Uh, in one swing. In 40, one swing. 41? Yeah. Nice. So we just got bit. Just I, I rolled nearly thing. maxed. I rolled nearly maxed. <laughs> and on, doubled on the dice. That yeah. is amazing. Great. You take this bite and you whip back and just slice down its neck and it spews blood all over the boat and it recoils. You didn't kill it, but it, it, it starts to pull back away from you. Okay, so two things. I would like to use my uh, bonus action to uh, second land. Okay. So I gain seven hit points back. Okay. I would like to use my action surge before that sucker gets away to tag it again. Action surge is not a bonus action, right? It's no, just, it's just, a, it's just, just another thing. thing. Okay. So make another full attack action. If you want. Okay. Uh, I don't think I do Nero is awesome because I think he's snaking away 11. 11 on this. Yeah, that's fine. I got the good ones. All right, Lucan, do I have a shot on anybody? With It's a pretty small space at this point, and we're focusing on one side of the boat, so you could choose between the two at this point. One's the one Hulk and I are on with the light sword. I'll one's the one, that the one that's almost dead. 21. Nice. It totally is. Will you finish something off for once? Are those dice hard to read? Yes. Yeah, yeah they are. Uh, seven points of damage. We won't talk about how much they cost, but it was <laughs> a lot. <laughs> Tank armor dice. I like it. Mm-hmm. All right. You also come in and give it another slice on the other side of it, and it's, it's still hanging. This is a All tough right. freaking thing. It's got, it's got some high, but it's definitely, <laughs> definitely hurting. It's right. like, and it's again, it's recoiling. It's trying to get away from you. Okay. The other one is not. Like it's still like. Yeah, we got but too the, much. But, uh, <laughs> but the one on Merc and Lucan at this point is totally trying to back the heck up. Palace. Hold. <laughs> All right, uh, take another swing. No. That's AC 10. Nope. Yep. All right, so Hulk takes a swing, and it sort of slithers back as it starts to, starts to back up a little bit. Real up. What's the distance? They're probably about 10 feet away from each other. He's a parrying kennel. It's dexterity. Yes, and you have to make a willpower save, right? Because yes. of the item. Yep. Go ahead and roll the willpower save, and we'll know whether that's gonna made it. Yeah, because you're trying trying to get a fifteen, right? Is that right? Or... Oh, I only put it as a ten. Oh, that's easy. That's dumb. Should have made it higher. You yeah. fool. Now the, uh, the caveat on it is more than enough. Twenty four. Nice. Okay, so from sort of behind you, yeah, yeah. this dart of fire sort of shoots towards the backside. It sort of shoots past the heads of these things that are sure. coming in. And just you, you just see this explosion of fire just <laughs> ignites the water. Sweet. And both Cover of them eyes. screech and like our heads go up into the into the sky and they start to bat. These things are still actually technically living at this moment anyway because they both are like ah and like on fire at least you know and they're starting to try to pull away and pull down back into the water. Okay. And if you sort of turn 
I'm assuming you're yeah. holding this thing out clearly. So he, so it's basically Relop, and he's got this stone wand. What I gave him was a modified wand of fireballs. fireballs. It's not an actual wand of fireballs. That's a really powerful thing, right? That's pretty good. <laughs> but the idea is if he misses his willpower check, like it wants to go off. Oh. And so if he misses his willpower check, he'll just... Like shoot, and it doesn't recharge. So you can oh, at okay. all. It does not recharge. It has limited. So yes, and so oh. so if if he doesn't make his willpower check, he just throws all of it out. Like he will just oh empty, he empties the he'll empty the wand on his target if he doesn't make his willpower. Wow! Check. Like it, but he has to choose to use it. It's not like it's yeah, yes. falling him. But once he chooses to use it, yeah. he makes that check, and if he doesn't, that thing's just going to empty out and be wow. done. Okay. What is the word on wands? Is it something that just anybody can technically pick up and use in the world? I didn't know if your world yeah, had I any special changed. rules about when I, the wands could be used. Yep. I okay. Well, okay. oh, I can pick up a wand and use it. Sure. Yeah, I guess so, right? Yeah. Who needs Everybody a sword? Can. Throw it in the ocean. <laughs> Splash. The just take the wand away from Relo. <laughs> this is mine now. Yeah. Done. It takes you over. You just shoot fireballs at everything. It has more light. We're just huff and puff the hell out of this game. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. Um, <laughs> okay, the Langal are, if they have their turn. On our side are backing and, off. Yes, and they are backing the hill off. Okay. Like, getting out of there. So, effectively, when we get to Zan's turn, yeah. they are not within melee at this point. Sure. They're still at the water. They want to leave. So She's the, fine letting them go. What's the other side of the boat look like? They're kind of finishing them off at this point. Too. Okay. So, it's, it's coming to a close. Okay. Well, she'll, yeah, both actually she'll move the sword over there, and then she will... I'm going to do Scorching Ray, actually. So I'll shoot three white light fire beams towards the, the heads. Okay. So she'll do two on one that looks really damaged, and one on the one that doesn't okay. look as bad. Sure. So she'll just roll to hit them. Let's see. I'm just going to roll all three beams at once. That's a one, so that won't hit. 18 and a 17. Those will hit. Those will hit? Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Six. So uh, 12 points of damage total. Okay. Uh, that actually, that actually finishes it off. Cool. That one off. Like, it, you know, kind of screeches. Head goes up, just like the other one. It's like yeah. apparently what they do when they're upset, and it it's, goes down. Like, Does it fall backwards? Yeah. Yeah. Flops back into the water. Cool. And then my sword's over the other one with them, so they can okay. see the bright sword okay. in the air. Great. You can see at this point, too, that, that Angus, the pen, yeah. pen yeah. pipe guy, is off to the side, actually. Like, he's... Not, Looks like he might be unconscious. He's holding Uh-oh. a wound on his side. No, I should have checked that. But this is, well, we're, I mean, still, you, we're still in it, combat. Yeah, and you really yeah. didn't, didn't see it that well until the until suddenly there was light shining on it. You yeah. know, it, like, yeah. it spotlighted it. Okay, Merck, do you want to do anything? There's one more on the other side that's fresh. Is it still uh, like within sword range though? The one on the other side? No, I'm not. There's people in your way. Basically, so you'd have to do some, like, if you want to try to do some sort of range, either to the ones on your, because at this point, you still could technically try to do some sort of range thing at that at these is two before they fall in the really water. have range weapons. Does anybody have, like, somebody to just grab? I have javelins. Yeah, um, out to drag. You know, I, I think it'd be reasonable that they would actually have some javelins if you want to try to throw a javelin. Like yeah, a whaling boat kind of situation. Yeah, like they have them sort of stuck into the sides. Sure. Can I use strength on that? that yeah, they're thrown, so you can use strength. Okay, because I am not dexterous. That 20? Totally hits. So, 5. Okay. Super effective. Alright. Um, as that one is about to sink into the water, you effectively hit this thing in the uh, like between the eyes with this harpoon it slams into the between its eyes the thing just kind of goes dead you can see like the life just sort of leave its eyes and as it sinks into the water 
with the harpoon sticking out of it, it looks a heck of a lot like those tattoos that, the, that those guys have. This sort of dragon head mm. with, the, with the harpoon sticking out nice. of it, and it falls down under the water. Lucan, do you want to try to do anything before? If everything's out of reach, I'll look around to see who's hurt. Um, am I closer to Holg, or am I closer to that? Uh, you're closer to Holg. Okay. I go uh, heal him. You have 11 damage? All gone. Fresh. Nice. And you got some sweet, like, shark bite uh, scars that you can show chicks later. <laughs> I did too. Blending. <laughs> and then he goes defensive. All right. The other one that you guys had really beaten down mm. does sink back into the water and swims away mm. in, in retreat. On the other side, the same thing happens. They, they've beaten down the one, the remaining blank hall, and it also sort of goes to run off. And Pays um, the spiritual weapon to hit it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give it one more sort of opportunity attack. 18. That'll hit. Uh, 7. You give it, a, give it a slice, it screeches yeah. out and and goes under the water. It's unclear uh, 100% whether or not it's, you know, dead or is, yeah, it, it definitely hits it. You hear the shriek and it... It's she'll just dismiss the sword out of the air and it just kind of glows back into her sword and then she just... Yeah. She'll run to Angus then after that and okay. hit him right. with the healing word. All right. So we'll get some health. Great. There are a few other guys that are kind of banged up, you know, some scratches, that kind of thing. Uh, eight hit points back to Angus. Okay. Good. So he's, you know, kind of gets himself beautifully stabilized and they're trying to bring him or get him to. Lucan will use up the rest of his lay on hands and cure cure wounds spell sure. on people. Okay. Yeah. And everybody appreciates that and they're all Same. sort of and luckily we didn't lose anyone either. The the captain very is very happy about that. He he was kind of surprised actually with Thor Langhall. He he tells you they're pretty crafty creatures. Mm. And a, there's actually a few people that are asking you about that big fire thing. Because they didn't actually see it. They were like, what was that? You know, you could feel it. The yeah. heat <laughs> coming off of it. That's quite a useful artifact. Yes, it is. That thing is fantastic. <laughs> um, so I imagine at that point, if we just kind of wait to see if anything else is coming or if any of them are coming right, back. Yeah, and if they, they're not, we're just kind of watching this water to make sure anything else was... Yeah, the, the rest of the moving. evening, so it's, they keep moving, yeah. and they kind of get back, those that can get back on the oars, yeah. but they, they're definitely watching more closely at this point to see if they regroup and try to come back. They say that they don't think that's probably likely because they were pretty messed up, and so animals don't usually do that. At least one of them. Two of them are dead, aren't they? I believe we killed two. Yeah, that's kind of what the... Where the two were very damaged. Yeah, throughout the rest of the night, it's just kind of tense as people are seeing if something like that comes back. There is also another moment where, you know, something seems to be coming a little close. And for those of you that have dark vision, you do see another shape. You're not sure if it's similar to that big scale thing that went by earlier. It's a little further away this time, but everybody has to be quiet and just let it pass. If I ask Krieger, would he tell me what that was? Is there a name for that creature? He says a word in official notation, but he's like, that's, he describes it differently just kind of says scaled one. Understood. So yeah, we'll probably have a very restless night. Yeah. yeah. Mark sleeps but, fine. you know, I mean, it's, it's enough. <laughs> it's enough to get some, to get your ass and get your spells back. Okay. Kind of thing for cool. the morning. Lucan in the morning, go ahead and roll one more time to see if you can get used to this water. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to be done with this trip before you do. Yes. Okay. okay. So 22. Nice. Feeling better in the morning. Even throws his bucket over. Not going to see us anymore. <laughs> 
The next morning it gets a little bit rockier again, but the wind is picked up, okay. and they actually do decide to try the sail. So they, they put it up. It sort of sputters a little bit. They're not quite sure if it's going to work. They talk about whether or not it's go, it's, they're going to have to maybe start bringing it back down. And then it just becomes a canvas bellying breeze where this thing just starts moving moving the boat in a way that it hasn't this whole trip. Does it make the rowing easier? Yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah. And in fact, there's a spot where you, everybody sort of gets to take a break because oh, it's nice thanks. enough to just say, like, okay. Thank the gods. <laughs> 31st, or is this the this first is, of... There, there are no 31sts. I just made them all 30. Yeah. For, so it's the first. So they go ahead and cast in the scroll again. Perception check? Nope. Okay. So a single action, and <laughs> unless you're staring at me. Uh. <laughs> well, it is the first, and about midday, you can see the Cathedral of Lucidum, you know, in the blue, basically Excellent. on the horizon. And you can see that you're sort of pulling into the bay. Do things get easier from here, Captain? They should, yes. It's, okay. it, it's worse up toward the brim. It's, you still have to keep a watch and make sure that you... Of course. You know, same idea, but it should actually be a little little more clear here okay. than it has been. So I would say that we will probably be there before sundown. Wonderful. It's faster than we planned. Thank you. Yeah, this, this breeze has helped. Very much so. So, it is towards sunset of the first of Modesta, and you're basically pulling into the bay of Lucidum. Lucidum is built around this giant cathedral. The light tower is kind of the first thing you come close to, and you can really, you're, you're sort of awed by a construction, because for those of you that maybe haven't seen it, it's just a seven-story pillar of white stone coming out of the water. There are docks built all around it, mostly just fishing docks that sort of stay within the bay. There's a lot of people moving along the docks and moving along the, the shores up above. This town doesn't have the true walls that we've seen in the other ones. This one's more, they, they have kind of a boat system that they've built in. It's a little more on flat ground. Here we are, it's this like beautiful city at the edge of the shore. Obviously, the twins just came from here. They spent a lot of time here. If we're not rowing, she's at the bow, the front bow of the ship, watching it as it approaches. Okay, with right. on reverence. Really, honestly, you probably have not seen it from this view, right? You wouldn't have spent a lot of time in the bay. Probably not. So it might be nice to kind of take in. The, yeah, the she's just taking in the view of them cruising in on that. It would come from the lights. Yeah. All she's right. Not saying anything to anybody. She's just watching it. Sure. Well, well, we paid Krieger up front, didn't we? I gave him the fifty already. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Because yeah. he wouldn't take us until we got it. Yeah. So we all get ten gold. Yeah, that's what's I'm left. Put one gold in ten different pouches. Well, get off the boat, and I'm like, uh-huh. that was actually quite enjoyable. <laughs> that was fine. It was interesting, that's for sure. I'm doing the uh, crawling on the dock and just land. <laughs> <laughs> the dock that you climb up onto is actually attached. There's sort of a circular dock or, or pier that's sort of built around the light tower. And so it's one of the many docks that sort of stick out into the bay. So now that you walk up onto it, the tower is just much bigger than you thought it was. I mean, it's just this gigantic pillar of white stone. We're right next to the tower? Like right. uh, basically, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's it's a little bit of a walk down this dock to it, but you're, yes, that's basically where you are. And you're, you're going to walk around the tower to get onto actual land. Okay. And this is where the Lightbringers are. Like, they're in this tower. They're in that tower, yes. Okay. Uh, in the water. Yeah, it comes up out of the water. Out of the water. Okay. And this is where 
to the best of my knowledge, the library is. Yes. Lucan, as you guys are all walking, starts talking about how great this thing is and tells you as much as he knows of it. Yeah, like, yeah, like you, like you it's solid really land. I don't really care, but it's solid land. <laughs> one thing, too, the cathedral, at this point, you're like, okay, another cathedral, but this one's the big one. Like, this cathedral is much larger and sort of more ornate than so the rest of them. Lucan just keeps talking about the greatness and glory <laughs> of the cathedral. That was going to be my job to be the tour guide. I'm surprised you took the, <laughs> took the lead on it. Um, before we bad. get off... Too bad Mike can't pick up eyes rolling. Right. <laughs> um, before we completely disembark the ship, she will thank Captain Creeker and you know, say, you know, thank you for the, the travel. It's been most interesting, but we got here faster than we planned, so thank you. We, we made it. Yeah. Hopefully your crew stays safe and you have fair winds on the way back. Safe journeys on land. Okay. Yeah, they're, on, <laughs> they're, they're, they're basically, it, it seems, heading for a tavern. You know, they're going to spend a little time, a gotcha. little downtime before they head back. Okay. Maybe maybe look for something to try to haul cargo to, to haul back. Yeah. Make some money. Understandable. Okay, so we at least have him as a contact if we need him for anything. So we're close to the tower. Do we want to? Do you want to go to the tower? Do you want to go to the cathedral? I mean, we should probably hit up this our contact immediately, and then we can explore the city for a while. We have like five days essentially it's until time, right. Uh, it's near sunset. We said I yes. would like to go to the yes. tower. The, the you, you have mm-hmm. you have five days until night's day, night's day, but the daggers should have arrived maybe today. Like the oh. remember the daggers oh. are are arriving yeah, earlier than that. So if they're if it's a today, we should run to the bar. <laughs> yeah, like we need to go right there, right now to the bar. So we'll make our way there. Okay. Stable District, the Twins know is in the northern part of town, so you're going to kind of go through a lot of town to get there. Okay, that's fine. Um, uh, is there any quicker transportation to get us there faster? That was actually my next question. Oh, I apologize. <laughs> you can, yeah, you can, you know, call cabs. Or sure. They, they have at least one or two companies that do. They're called handsome cabs, where the the rider is in the back of the, the back of the cab. Oh, sure. With, those, with know, the carts in front of them. Yeah, the yeah. carts in front, and they're sort of up above right. the cab itself. Yeah, yeah. There's there's a few of those. It's, it's a silver probably to to get yourself around town. Perfect. I'm assuming they can hold all of us. We can take a couple different ones. I'm you sure. might need a couple. Okay. Yeah, I'm yeah. sure they just have like a line. Like when you get off the dock, there's probably just right. a line of yeah. them. Yeah, and yeah, the, the dock would be a popular place for them to try to find two of them. Too. We'll get two of them run up. Okay. As on our way up. To get the calves, I'm like, so if clerics can send messages, yes, must assume that these guys can't also have that ability. That's possible, yes. So, if not, grants them the power to do so. I, yes, I I would assume. I think we should be well prepared for a fight when we get there. But yeah, we probably rearmored getting off the boat and everything like that. Yeah, took everything yeah, out of the bag I, of yes. inventory, and we're all ready to. Yeah, like, I, I didn't actually say that. But yeah, I didn't I, either. I meant to say that I like when we step off the boat, I'm like fully in armor and yep, stuff. Yep, yep, yep. So that's smart, smart idea. Um, if they sent the message to the caravan, the caravan might have been diverted as well. So we've got. Well, plan I would have sent message to whomever here. They right. Could have, they could have easily diverted. Yeah. So we we'll be, see what happens yes. when we get there. We have to find the Sanger person. So we'll keep an eye out for him as we're making our way up to him. Unless there's anything that happens in between here in the barn. Before you get onto the cab, there's a few people trying to sell you some things, you know, that kind of stuff. But for the most part, once you get into the cab, it's a pretty secluded spot. So you're just driving through town. A lot of shops are further towards the docks, and so you go by. There's a various shops for things like calligraphers' guild shop, and there's a map shop. 
that kind of thing. A lot of paper products seem to be in this little area for some reason. It's not as congested as Prince Home. It seems to, to be a little more, a little more urban planning in Prince Home, or I'm sorry, in Lucidum. Um, Prince Home is just a big mishmash and, you know, things built on top of each other. And this one's a lot smoother. The traffic seems to run in ways like it would have taken you twice as long to get as far as you do, you know, in this time. How long does it take? 15 minutes. Yeah, Probably right near the docks, I'm sure. Or I guess... No, it's it's it's, it's north, of, north of town, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so you actually are sort of... You know, the, the biggest thing stopping you from just going straight there is the cathedral is such a big, sprawling <laughs> part of the city that you have to kind of go around it to gotcha. get up. So you get to this stable district, this stables specifically in, you know, in Prince Home, stables, the stables is just one part of the Prince Home market. In Lucidum, it is almost a quarter of the city. Like, horses are a big deal here. This is where when they do the Lucidum games and they do, you know, they, they have lots of, of celebrations in Lucidum, mm-hmm. kind of religious and otherwise. This is where they have jousting arenas and all that kind of thing. And the barn is pretty well known. Like, it's, you know, when you say Luminary's barn, they, they don't wait twice. They know where to take you. So it's a very large, it literally looks like a big barn. And they drive you up. There's a sign on the front, so Luminary's Lucidum Outpost. When we walk in here, what are we going to say? I don't know. It don't play it. I'm trying to think of it as we're writing, <laughs> of what she wants to try to... I mean, I guess we'll try to figure out whether or not the delivery got made. Like, is it here yet? Do we have an invoice, by chance? We did. Mm-hmm. If we have an invoice... A copy so from... Yeah. We, we just have a copy. To say we're, we're, looking to in, or we're looking to review this delivery and see if it's been made yet or not. I mean, you're both obviously from the church. Just... Yeah. We sure are. Okay. Um, so we can go with the normal authority. <laughs> yeah. Which probably even holds more weight here than it does anywhere else. We're basically in Vatican City at this point. Well, I would imagine the luminaries also sent their own messengers in-house. I would almost think, I would think too. So. I would almost think, too, that maybe Zan and I go in, you know, ask to see the uh, shipment, and everyone else covers the exits in case somebody darts. It's a big building. I don't know if they're going to be able to do that. This isn't like the Murmury. How many exits are there in this place? So yeah, they'll see so the outside group doesn't get in trouble right. when we split the two church. Fair. So, uh, wants to go inside and who wants to stay out? I'd actually recommend you would go inside. You seem to be the uh, wordsmith. I was going to say the civil tongue of the two. <laughs> she kind of looks at Luke and looks back to work. I appreciate that. Thank you. Mark, I'm going to cast a major. Okay. Okay. Um, Don feels like he should go in, but. Just because he's, um, if you, you, you want to go in alone, <laughs> if you want, I mean, I won't go in alone if people. Have no, to I'm not. I'm not saying that you go in alone. What right. do you mean, Sam? Oh, okay. He's just being split up the church people. We're going to split the church people. We could have one of the three of us go with Sam, and you go with okay. whoever stays outside. That way, if somebody is giving people outside garage, we have somebody from the church saying that they're, they're worth the church. Gotcha. That's fine with me. There's a split up the authority a little bit. All right. Um, give me the invoice, and I'll see what I can do. Who's coming with me inside? I will. Okay. Anyone else? Mark, why don't you go with them, too? Okay. Very well. Okay. So Zan, Mark, and Hulk. Hulk. Good luck, we your lot. All right. We'll make our way inside. <laughs> all right. You know, it's just a big warehouse. It's yeah. got all of these crates everywhere and pallets and things like so that. It's basically a bigger version of the warehouse in Prince Hulk. 
It's actually a little smaller because oh. this is more of the outpost. Of the, it's actually a Prince Hall company. Oh, okay. I wasn't sure where it was based. I thought yeah. with the big luminaries, I figured it was based here in Lucidimus. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So they, they, their name kind of comes from the road that they... I see. They, the lights road that they travel. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, um, yeah, she'll prepare and make her way inside. All right. It, t- it takes a minute before somebody re- even realizes you're there. You know, there's a <laughs> few people moving things around. They have kind of a forklift that's, it's not really a, you know, it's not motorized or anything like that, but the, it's kind of a contraption where they, where they're moving things with using levers to, to pick up some heavy stuff okay. and roll it around. Like what they use for old steamer chests? I'm going to say exactly. Yeah, because I don't know what that is. <laughs> All right. I know what a steamer chest is, but I don't know. I don't know what they would use. <laughs> They're just running around and transporting things that have come in today and organizing. And finally, someone yeah. turns and says, can I help you? Yes. She'll step forward. Full vestments, going into full authority mode. Uh, my name is Sist- uh, Sister Zenefia Amastasia of the Lucite Church. I need the status of this delivery. And she'll put the invoice on the table. Okay. He looks it over. Has this been delivered yet? Um, I will check. Wanders off behind. and yeah, Keep an eye on him. You can write the number down, but we're keeping track of that invoice. I don't have anything to write with on me right here, do you? <laughs> he he turns to Merck and he says, you, come, you can come with me, so it's right. fine. Right. I follow him cautiously. And he's just looking at him like... Holgan and I will wait out at the what? front entryway and just look around. Yeah, are we able to see the warehouse from here? Can we see... Like, is it open yeah, here? Yeah, it's open. It's just, it's just It's literally like a big barn. Uh, I'm going to kind of like scan the room. Is there anyone that kind of just takes note, especially with a light bringer making requests? I don't know your perception. We'll see, right. if, see if anybody jumps out at you. Nine. You, you don't even really notice much of anybody looking up. You know, they're doing their job. Busy on the work. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's getting into the evening, so they're probably trying to finish up for the day so they can get out of here. Sure. Uh, as I follow that guy around, I try to keep my hand, at least one of my hands always near the knife on my belt. Okay. Not as, not on it ever directly, but like, you know, if I just like hook the belt with my thumb or something so I can just grab it real quick if somebody comes like, gets too close to me. Sure. All right. So it takes probably 20 minutes as he's double checking numbers and he talks to a couple other guys like, hey, where did, did, did we get a shipment on? You know, and they just have this little side conversation. And then he says, yeah, did, this is it. And he holds the invoice up against the crate and it has the same number stamped onto it, you know, or they, they put a stencil up and spray paint it or something. He says, "This, yeah, this is the crate. It came in this morning from Prince Hall. I said, yep. I said two things. We need to open that crate and you need to go get my friends. Send a runner to go get my friends. Well, well I, I don't know that opening the crate would be... You're challenging the authority of the church. If you don't believe me, you can go get the cleric and have her say the same thing. <laughs> let, let me go talk to my foreman and we'll see see what we can do. Sure, sure. So he comes comes back. Um, they they actually come to you. I assume so. To the, so they walk up to Zan. I'm sorry. Is there a problem here? This is a different guy. This it's is completely some, different dude. Yep. Like oh, kind of an older older guy. Authority. He's got, kind of have, has a whitish hair. Oh, you just got the manager. <laughs> oh, great. <laughs> um, yes, actually, there is a bit of a church investigation regarding that package, and she'll point to the invoice. We need to know. Who this is being delivered to, when, the, and we need to be here when they arrive. We have discussions with the person who is receiving this package. Well, it says on the on the invoice, it's a, someone yeah. named Sanger. That's correct. They have at this point, before we ever contact them or do anything like that, we typically will give them a good three days in which to come pick it up. That we give them a window, and once it shows up, that runs from the first to the third. Okay. 
So you've got a window in which they're going to be here. And then notice will be sent to point, them. What, that's at Yes, and, and then at that point we would send a note, assuming that they that they gave an address. Did they? I'll have to check. We need that information as well. He goes back and looks through some more paperwork. Right. Or, well, he sends the other guy. Yeah. We're still talking so up front. We're not back by the crate yet. Just, you, I'm kind of trying to clarify where I'm at, actually, at this point. <laughs> so I'm assuming you're deep in the warehouse, aren't you? Right. And then, but he, the other well, guy they, went back they, to go get you guys, right? Yeah. So I'm, I, I'm assuming I would have gone with that guy to make sure. Yeah, you would see that they, like, Merck comes back to you. Okay. Because okay. Okay. He, he'd see that they're. So she's asking for this further information, and we're all just standing there. So okay. what do you that, Actually, that was really good, man. I did not think of that, but okay. I do believe we need to get into that crate to make sure that it hasn't already been intercepted. Otherwise, we might be wasting our time here. I suppose that's true. If they if they took it off the road, which is one of my worries that they had taken it before it arrived here, but that's true. Um, is one of the is, I'm assuming the guy we first talked to is probably standing with us still. Yeah, they're both standing there. Okay. Oh, I thought one of them was looking at the paperwork for where we were going. Um, well, he's he's back. That's fine. Yeah. Okay. Do you have an address? There is an address. It's a, an apartment in Lucido. Okay. Excellent. Can we get that information? What are your credentials again? <laughs> do, do you show? Do you show? Other than the. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like well, he's just looking down at investments, looking back up, looking back down at investments, looking back up. He just um, says, you know, it's it's. I'd hate to have somebody come in and talk us into giving, you know, giving away information. When right? I mean, what do we have? What do clerics normally carry with them? I mean, what about your holy symbol? It's my sword, cleric badge, cleric, cleric badge. Yeah, there's not really like a badge or a paper right, right. or a writ of anything. Um, I mean, I have some like writ for nobility. Does yeah, that help? We have some. <laughs> Did we get something from Dulux? No, I need to talk to the local guy here. I need to, we need to talk to Albus, which we haven't had time to because we were trying to intercept this before it happened. He just says, I would feel much better if you would bring me a writ from the church, which I'm sure we're, we're not far away. No. You could get that put together, bring it back to me, and then we could look at the contents of that chest. In, in the meantime, crate. we need some of our people here to watch for this Sanger person to arrive. Well, we're going to close up shop in about an hour. Okay. Not comfortable having people in the building when when we're locked up. No, that's we do typically keep a couple of security here. Okay. So we could certainly sort of let the security know that you're going to stay in the area if you could if you want to do something like that. I am running a business here. It's a business that that is not within my. I'm not the boss around here. I just happen to be the foreman. I understand. And I do not want to lose my job over the, over some crate from Prince Hall. Nor do we want to disrupt your reputable business. We just need information on this specifically. Yes, please advise your security people that there will be some of us watching in case you get broken into. I'm sure, sure your security would appreciate that, some backup. That, that doesn't sound bad at all. Right. How long would it take for us to get to the church from here? Because you don't know, it's not like they're yeah. going to just suddenly write you up a writ. Yeah, and yeah, so yeah. It, it might be hard to come back tonight with that. We're going to have somebody right outside the door. We need somebody to stay my... here for the next hour for yeah. sure, and then be outside the the whole barn itself. So, all right. So she'll just kind of nod and thank him, and then I'll regather everybody else up. We'll go back outside. Okay. I'll give the entire information of what we've got, what we know. They won't do anything without a writ, and I need to go speak to Master Albus before he will tell us before I could possibly get something like that. So in the meantime, we need someone to wait here and to try to protect it from being locked up while I go get that information. Anybody's willing to come okay. with me can. Otherwise, I'm making my way to the cathedral now. I could go with Zan and Mercury Lop and Old could stay here. I would yeah, think, I would I think, can do that. I would think the church authority 
here for arresting purposes would be more useful. One of us should stay. Okay, I'll stay. Just so we have the authority of the church behind it. Because otherwise we're just leaving, no offense, Merc, but mercenaries here. And I don't know if they would trust that as well as they would a paladin of the church. Merc, why don't you go with Zam? Three of you stay here, and then I go with Zam. That works. Yep. All right. So we're going to make our way to the cathedral. She's yep. going to hunt down Alice. Real after you haven't started a fire yet, have you? Okay. <laughs> He's just hanging out. He's having a good time. All right, all right. Okay. So they're going to watch the building to see if anybody breaks in or just be present in case anybody shows up for that delivery in the next hour. Okay. While we're, Great. Merck and I are going to the church. It's a short walk. I mean, maybe 15 minutes by foot. Oh, okay. It's we could probably go faster if we get a car. Is there, well, if there is a cab, we'll fly yeah. down. Otherwise, I think we just go by foot. Okay. I'm not going to waste time. Time is a bit of for it. Yeah, yeah, time is a bit of the essence. But it's we'll kind of, it's one of those things where by the time you found a cab, you probably could have got there. Got there. Okay, so, that's fine. So we'll make our way to the cathedral. As you enter the cathedral district, again, and mm-hmm. this, is, this is a lot flatter than Prince Hall, and yeah. so you have to follow the streets. You, you know your, Zan knows your way around. Yeah, she's but, walking with purpose. But it's purpose. very much the kind of place where you sort of, you follow street signs to make sure you right. know where you are. Yeah. And it is very nicely manicured, and it's it's just a really pristine city compar- comparatively. And it's and it's a pretty huge city. There's yeah. 20,000 people here, yeah. and it's very nicely kept. Uh, so for the first time in a very long time, you see Merck have like any kind of reaction other than like, oh, this is normal. <laughs> Does he seem like he doesn't... He's never been here before. No, I'm, he has clearly not been here before. Okay, he actually seems slightly impressed. Slightly impressed. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't say anything, but no, she just kind of looks forward and smiles to herself that he's impressed. When we actually get into the cathedral, mm-hmm. I will put money into the uh, coffers box. Okay. On your way, you can see the, the seminarium on the other side. Yeah. You know, Merck may not know exactly what he's looking at, but, right. but certainly Zan does. You walk past, there's a potion shop on the grounds. Potion shops are typically supposed to be on church, you yes. know, it's sort of magical. Under their control. And probably, yeah, and yeah. it's called the Pestle and Mortar. There's the Lucidum Treasuries here, so it's, it's basically this barred garden booth. You don't actually quite get, unless you walk directly to it, you're not going to quite get to it because the path right. moves you towards the cathedral itself. The Lucidum Keeper's Temple is a really beautiful place yeah. compared to the one in Bream. <laughs> and then you get <laughs> the high bar to clear. actual gigantic white stone spired construction. Right. It's surrounded by these manicured gardens that have been sort of spotted, speckling the, the landscape since you entered the district. So you walk up the stairs, you go through, the, you know, there's really just one big two-doored entrance. The doors are three times the size of you, but they just, they move with perfect ease and enter the cathedral. What is Elvis's title? Is it brother or is it master? Is it... Bishop. He's a bishop, yeah. Is he yeah. a bishop? Bishop Elvis. Okay. So we'll make our way into the massive cathedral, okay. which I'm you assuming are, is suitably awe-inspiring. It is, yes. The, you know, I mean, nothing's even happening here, and it's yeah. just like light and music playing from seemingly nowhere. <laughs> You're greeted by a couple of paladins that are sure. flanking the door. Oh, okay. So like, as we come in, they're just on the inside of the doors? Yeah, or, okay. kind of sort of security. Okay. She'll give kind of a quick salute to both of them. Well, right? One of them says, "Can can we? may we help you? Am I familiar with either of them? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, my name is Sister Zanafia Anastasia, Prince Holm. Uh, we are here to speak with Bishop Albus as soon as possible. Bishop Albus, we will alert him of your presence. Time he, is of the essence. It doesn't seem that he's been told that anybody's yeah. coming for him. So no. one of them gets an, 
there's an acolyte that was praying off to right. one side and kind of send, sends that person off. Takes oh, about man. 20 minutes. You're just kind of sitting there in the cathedral. Of course. Again. You know, the music is just sort of playing in the rafters. At this point, I imagine if there's pews, he's like sitting, Mark's sitting in the pews, just going like, oh my god, I can't believe this. <laughs> She's going to make her way forward towards the altar area. Okay. They just kind of look around, maybe even kneel, do some prayers sure. at the front of the There's a few people moving around doing some, uh, you know, cleaning and shirts like that. So, this older man, his graying hair is kind of balding on top, comes out. He's got a bit of a scar on his lower chin, and he's got a little bit of, of white bristle. You know, he hasn't maybe shaved for a couple of days, but the scar is missing where this where this scar is. Are you from Prince Holm? Do I recognize him? I'm, yeah, I've yes. seen him before, yes. so I'm yep. assuming I know it is Bishop Albus. Yes, yeah. she'll she'll stand up quickly from the altar where she was praying and make her way over to him and give him the respectful bow of his station. I uh, move to join Zenafia and I, I stay back, like off to like back a couple steps and off to the side, like kind of uh, flanking. I don't know, yeah, kind of a weird flanking, like guarded position. Okay. So, but not just lounging on the pew while he stands there. He was. No, I, I was. I was sitting on the pew. Yeah. Like, I wasn't just like. Didn't have your sure. feet up or anything like yeah, that. Yeah. No. <laughs> not just, he did like have his arm, like his elbow on like the the edge of yeah. the pew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. Just like, oh my god, I can't believe. It. Yeah. So no, she'll, she'll go up and do a respectful bow, and then this Mert kind of joins her. She'll be like, uh, "Yes, uh, Brother Dillick sends his regards." So tell me what you need from us. We've made our way to the barn with the luminaries. Uh, my brother and some of our associates are there now watching the place. They say they need a writ from the church in order for us to inspect the cargo to see if any more of the contraband has arrived. We are waiting for who it's being delivered for. As far as we know, it has not been picked up yet, but we are worried they might have intercepted them on the road and we need to inspect the crate before, so the luminaries are asking for a writ. He snaps his fingers and gets, gets somebody to come over that was off. He's got a few people that were apparently there that were hidden behind curtains or you know, <laughs> some, something to the... He's, he's got some people around him. They're just not exactly standing, you know. Yeah. And somebody comes over, hands him a parchment <laughs> and a quill, and he quickly scrawls out something on... Yeah. Um, you know, he sets it on, on the pew, actually, for a second and jots something down and hands it to you. Okay. Much quicker than you thought it would be. Yeah. I mean, you waited for 20 minutes for him, but once once you got <laughs> so it. As he's writing this, her eyes are kind of wide, and she looks back at Merck, and then she looks back at him, and it's just like, okay, this is happening. This is exactly, exactly <laughs> how says, Merck expected it. It was like, yeah. once we get to this guy, it's going to be quick. So Stuff's going to happen. getting to him. I need, need you to keep me informed. I will let the security at the cathedral know to expect you, that, that people will be coming. I have... Feelers out. We're being very cautious in our investigations. Obviously, we've we've been told about this night today. Yes, and we are doing what we can to try to try to stop things. But I, but knowing who those daggers are going to is going to be paramount. Yes, we're looking for. I was. <laughs> she kind of looks back at Merc with like a dagger stare, like. <laughs> Dude, you just talk back to my dad. <laughs> <laughs> or like my boss's boss's boss. What what preparations have you made so far? And how can we assist? I would rather not give too much of our strategies out at this moment, but okay. just know that we we are looking into things. Your part has to do with those daggers. We will do what we can to capture the Sanger person. If we can't, we'll try to get as much information on them as we can. 
I think it might actually be better to not immediately capture him. It might be better to see if we could figure out where he's bringing these daggers. Do you, so you want him to be delivered and to follow him? I feel like that might be the way to go. If it were if it were me, I would want to know who Sanger works for, and beating it out of him isn't always the best way to go. Understood. I like this guy. Of course. You you make your own decisions, but I feel like that would be my route. Understood. It's some of the most sound advice I've heard in a very long time. We'll let you know as soon as we hear anything. She'll you know, pick up the writ and kind of hold it up. And sure. He kind of gives you the salute with the sword. Yeah. His sword is a, is a great sword. Yeah. A lucite steel. It's just beautiful. How old is he? Does he seem, he seems pretty capable, I assume. Yeah, I mean, he's probably in his 60s, but he's just this old, toughened, hardened man. You know, he's a, he's a product of the, of the Pyrian Wars. Gotcha. Okay. Then she'll make a speedy and exit. How long has it been since it took us for us to get here? Like 15 minutes, you said? We waited an additional 20? Yeah, so it's been about, 30, 45. about 45 minutes. All right. It's if we could try close. to make our way back to the barn before they close, yeah. Yeah. we can show them the writ sure. and get the information if we can. Honestly, at this point, Right. Well, if we... Okay, so we'll make our way to the barn and we'll see what happens. Okay. So they're probably waiting outside or maybe did inside. We, did we see anything unusual? You, you have not, yeah. So the, while you've been okay. gone, these guys have been casing casing the joint, sort of. Mm-hmm. Anybody doing anything special while you're out there? When they take off, I uh, tell Olga and Luke how I think they've got it, and uh, I'm going to walk over to the, uh, to the stables. Okay. What did you say? You said what? He's should, ditching you guys and going to yeah, the stables. You guys should be able to keep an eye on this. Sure. I'm going to go over to the stables and uh, see if I can't find a leather worker. Oh, sure. Such an odd person. I agree. I like him, though. Yes, they uh, they direct you to a place called the Fur-Lined Life. Okay. It's a little shop just to the south of the stables. So it's probably a few blocks, but in Lucidum, a few blocks is a pretty quick walk. Everything's straight lines and... Okay. I'll go in and uh, see if I can find somebody down. Sure. The guy who runs it, it's, it's really just a, a simple leather shop. It's not really a tannery. It's more of a leather shop. They, they don't do a lot of the tanning themselves. It looks as though they're just more creating leather goods. The little guy that is in charge of the place is actually an unknown, you know, a common known, which are not uncommon in Lucidum, just like in Prince And he says in Gnomish, how are you? I'm good. How are you doing? Great, thanks. Hey, uh, quick question. I'm thinking about uh, taking up leatherworking, and I have no idea what, what I'm doing. So I was wondering if you might be able to assist me with that. Oh, you need a little instruction? Um, just materials, really. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah I might have some materials that you could purchase from I'm me. I'm putting on my best, like, hazy, uh, like, touch with everything that's going on, sort of. Sure. What, what kind of things do you need? I was wondering if you have any, I don't know what it's called, but like whatever their super fine leather is. The premium sort of thing? You yeah. Like, you kind of want the good stuff, huh? Yeah. So it's something that's more like a suede, or are you looking for something that has some, some sheen to it? Something that would uh, repel water, or something that maybe would more soak it in? Probably something that would soak it in. Well, I think I'd probably find something like that. Just roll or two, or what do you got? Uh, yeah, if it wouldn't be too much trouble, if you could uh, cut it into strips for me, about yay thick. Oh, I do have the means for that. That'd be greatly appreciated, and I'll just go ahead and uh, throw the 
bloodstone down. Okay. Just however much this will cover. Just the 50 gold worth? Yeah. Okay. All right. So it gives you it's enough to put together an, another scroll's worth okay. of leather straps for your for your staff. Okay. Right. Well, thank you so much. Come again. Thank you. I didn't catch your name. Oh, my name is Toto. I'm sorry. Toto. Toto. Yes. No frog jokes, please. No. None. None implied. It's good to meet you, Toto. Are you from here? Or oh, not ori- Not originally. I actually grew up in Prince Holm. Oh, okay. Well, I'm sure our paths will cross again. I'm. Trying to get better at this. Well, I'll, I'll be here. Let me know if you need any goods, too. Belts, boots. They look nice. But, unfortunately, I don't have a whole lot of fun, so... Thank you. I'll make it my way back to the... Uh, to Great. So, everybody gets back to the barn. He probably shows up around the same time. Same we'll time. just kind of get everybody there. Yeah, so we're probably faster than you guys thought we were going to be showing back up, walking up the street. What did you turn you away? No, actually, as she pulls up the parchment, kind of holds it up in her hand. I think we might be okay, and she makes her way inside. Okay. Trying to get get in before they close. Trying to close up just as you show up. (laughs) Wham! Just slam it up. Put your foot right in the the door. (laughs) Exactly. Sorry. Oh, great. We're those guys. Oh, yes. Hell yes, we are. Except we're more like the police with a warrant. Yeah, we're basically the police with a warrant at this point. (laughs) So, yeah, she's going to make her way into that meeting. Yeah, you again. see this big sigh from yeah. from the foreman when you walk in. Like, it's eight fifty five. You're totally holding this. <laughs> yep, she's holding like, this yeah. uh, as you requested, apartment. and she'll just hand it over to him with a, a slight sure. air of indignity. Oh, and I probably, you know, he. I'm sure he sealed it. Yeah, it was, it was, yeah. It's got a seal on it that he that he could recognize. Yeah. And as I see the defeat in his eyes, and I <laughs> say, it would have been faster just to listen to us in the first place. No need to rub it in. <laughs> Very true. Anyway, we need to inspect this, and we need the address of the person. I looked at the address. I found found this apartment mm-hmm. number. Here it is. So we have that, and then we want to check the crate. Okay. All right. They go over. They're going to open it for you That's in fine. the hopes that things aren't destroyed and right. all that kind of thing. We so. want it to seem as though it were just open and closed and nothing else. We don't want it to look like it's damaged. Okay. Yeah. No, I'm okay with them open. Yep. Absolutely. So both of the two people you've dealt with are the yep. ones that are there. They're kind of the last guys there. Right. They get out a couple of crowbars. They pop up in the front of it. And there's some packing hay, straw, that yeah. kind of thing that they've used. And out pour these wrapped daggers. They're all wrapped in a cloth. Mm. So you pick one up, open up. No. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> we use the cl- we'll unwrap the cloth while holding it by the cloth. Right. That's what I'm <laughs> And yes, they, they're definitely these knock daggers. They all have this symbol of knock that eclipse in the yeah. at the cross of the hilt. How many of them are in here? Just make it similar. Okay. There's about Same 24. Thing. And remember, this is one right. of many shipments. This just happened to be the most... Well, they didn't intercept it on the road. Good. Maybe they don't have capabilities. I think we should go forth with Albus's plan at this point. I agree. Though I wouldn't mind having somebody watch for this at this address and see if someone's people are coming and going. Perhaps tail I, them here. We definitely have some crew that could assist with that. I believe so. She'll just rewrap the dagger. We'll put it, she'll put it back in the box and have them reseal uh, I do want to point out to the the foreman and that gentleman the symbol that was on the hilt. And like you I don't under, want to understand. It's not a joke. If somebody comes to get that, you need to notify her, myself, or one of our friends. He seems to be freaked out by the symbol. He says, what is it? Yeah, he doesn't know it. The the guy's like, what what is it? 
they look a little startled just because you're being so serious about it, but they yeah. don't seem to know what, know what it is. I wasn't sure how common if they're, is. If they're not knowing what it is, perhaps it's better if you don't know what that is. These are dangerous artifacts, and we need to find out who's getting them. At this point, if he shows up and picks them up, or he or she picks them up, let them go. We're going to follow them back. And we were never here, as far as they were concerned. Okay, so just business as usual for us? Of course. Yes. And we, should we be afraid of these people? Are they going to hurt us? If you comply with their requests, I'm assuming they will do nothing, because they do not want to draw attention to themselves. Okay. Well, we'll just let them pick up their delivery. So we'll make our way back out. And now we have this address. Yep. He closes it up. Okay. They can lock up the building. We'll probably still want to watch the barn, I would think, right? I guess. Just in case they break into this place and just we take it. We're going to have to watch it until somebody picks it up. Right? Yeah, at we this point. Be, until somebody picks it up. We're going to be need to check out that In the meantime, yeah. So in the meantime, I have this address for where this Sanger is apparently supposed to receive notice. Who would like to go check this out? We all actually, can. I'll go check it out. We have to watch the barn. I would actually recommend this hog. Just hold by himself? No, well, do you think anybody else can be fine with him? Sure. All right. <laughs> well, my other concern is what... What can go wrong with just the two of us going? My other concern is the information we learned in Bream about half-orcs being mistrusted in the city. I'm worried about one just moving around on his own without being escorted by someone from the church. What if the authorities just pick him up again? So remember, there have been murderers, and that's what, that's what she's referenced. I could go with him. No, I'm the last time he literally got caught, he was cornered in a room fighting. Who, Hulk? Hulk, yes. Yeah. Oh, and he was captured by the Turnpike Legion. The, the Turnpike the, Legion. The, the Ranger. But, but, yeah. yeah, it was, was no ordinary thing that caught him. I would not assume that he would be easily caught. No, but I would Actually, rather he didn't sneak the entire know, way. Sun's gone down, right? Right. Yeah. I don't need to be with you guys. You guys can be on your own. Yeah, all, we look, got it. all look suspicious walking around the apartment. He would be more noticeable. It's more sure. escorting them to and from, but you're right. If we don't want them to know that anybody's on to them either, we want to keep that. You could take a cab. Yes, that's they correct. Won't be seen. Yes, that's Okay. Do that. Find right. out. Try to figure out if there's anyone there. And if there is, maybe try to follow them and report back to us. Let us know what you find. All right. Be safe, you two. All right. In the meantime, though, if you... The three of us will stay here. And we'll, well watch the building. I was actually thinking maybe Luke and I watch the building. You go get us rooms. And we can take turns watching the building as if you keep watching. Task of getting us that's rooms. Not, that's actually a good idea as well. Yes. Um, um, and I'm sending you once. I'm asking you to go once again because you right. seem to know the city. And right. Uh, what time of night is this? I mean, I'm assuming it's getting pretty late. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's summertime. So yeah. the sun would probably go down around at this point, like, Eight or nine, nine so it's probably ten in the evening at this point. Okay, all right, that will work. Uh, what kind of rotation do we want? Here, I guess, too, but. Oh yeah, that's another reason for Luke to uh, not escort us. We have we have dark vision. It's fair. We, we don't need our shining beacon following us around. That's true. Well, Luke, uh, Luke, I would point out that you could pretty easily pass as I mean as a guard for the town. That in Princeton, there's an actual city watch, which is a secular organization okay. in, in Lucidum the church patrols, does, the patrols the streets like oh, okay. yeah. very easily to just I'm gonna some paladins running around. I'll, I'll kind of do circles around the barn just in case somebody's trying to get into a different entryway okay. plus we know this place I has security too 
Maybe I'll just go with you then in that case. I don't mind I don't, doing... No, it's not that you don't mind doing it. I just don't want John attention. What else am I going to do? You could help with the security. Help. I can only see one side of yeah. the building. Stay with well, but if I'm not going to look like a... You'll look like a regular security. There's security for the lumin- or for the luminaries, and you sure. can be one of them. Okay. That'll be fine. Fair enough. Um, I'll make my way to the... I'll get us a... I guess a couple of rooms at a nearby hotel. I'm assuming there's hotels near the stables. Yeah. yeah I'm assuming there's a decent one nearby that maybe within a five-minute walk or less. I'll try to get a small amount of sleep, and then I can come back and relieve one of you and do the same, and we can just rotate through the night. Yes. And then when the others come back, they okay. can join in the rotation. I was assuming that we would do something like taking watches at, at a campfire. That's correct. Just a little harder to get noticed to the person if something happens. But We should probably do it in pairs to figure out some sort of rotation. That's fine. Okay, uh, so do I know the name of a hotel nearby? Yeah, there's a place called the Blessing and Barrel. Okay. It has been around since the founding of Lucidum. Like, it has been around forever. It's a very old, well, oh. well-known place. The and that's really close? The Blessing and Barrel. Yeah. 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 Within walking distance. I it's, know I know, Brother Brackus. kind of south of the cathedral. Yeah. And you will go. Close enough to walk. So that's there. where I'll be. If anything happens, you know, come find me. We'll have to see if we can't figure out a way to message quickly. Of course. Or no, we'll make it do. And I'm assuming Lucan knows where it is as well. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. It should give kind of general Lesson directions as to where it is. Very popular place here. Yeah. Like they, it's you know, it's kind of the place to be. Yeah. All right. Should we make our way down there? It is kind of rocking and rolling. It's it's ten ten p.m. So there's it's a full full tavern. There's there's music playing. There's somebody doing doing some secular music, which they they kind of trade off. Sometimes they'll do they'll do some more religious stuff here sure. and there. It has a little bit of a bend to it because the, it is a, a a priest that runs the place, brother, brother uh, Brachius. This you know that his his beers. He's very a very well known brewer. People love his specifically. He has this aluminum lager that comes out at the beginning of the year. You know, sort of the seasonal that he does that, like, everybody just goes nuts for. So she'll make her way into the busy room, try to keep an eye out around for anybody else she knows, but she'll make her way towards the bar, probably fighting through the crowds of people. Sure. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's pretty packed tonight. Yeah. Brachius is actually behind the bar. He's he's talking to, there's a bartender there, you know, but yeah. he's, he's talking to them and, and they're, he's trying to help out a little bit. Yeah, he's human. He's a little bit of a portly man, kind of a big sort of meaty hand guy, you know, giant yeah. hands. Keeps a clean a beard that's just sort of neatly trimmed, except for when he's doing some some of his brewing. There's certain times of year where he gets a little straggly. Right now, he's pretty pretty neatly trimmed. So she'll kind of make her way forward, inching between people as she can make her way towards the bar itself. Maybe even a little ways away from him at the end of the bar. Okay, or near one side of it, so he's not she's not right in his eyesight at least sure. from the beginning. He's in the middle of, of dealing with, with drinks and stuff, and he kind of comes your direction, and he says... So she's gonna, like before he does that, though, I want she wants to, like, slam her gauntleted hand down on the bar a couple of times. It's like, what does it take to get a good ale around here? Okay. Like, downwards towards him in jovial, prodding jest. Okay, sure, yeah, and he kind of turns for a second, and, you know, once he sees you, <laughs> that is, uh, recognition. Yeah. You were going to Prince Home. What is happening? <laughs> They're in back already. They're in back already? Did you spend, like, the the weekend... Certainly seemed like it. 
Get this girl something to drink. What do you, uh, Batty Red? What do you want? Absolutely. All right. So he, put, um, he, he yeah. gets a. That's um, what she's been having pretty much every time you guys have been at bars. <laughs> you've seen her drinking Batty Red. Gets a bottle out. A lot of times it's not, it's not a bottle, right? It just depends on where yeah. you are. In that kind yeah. Of yeah. Yeah. Gets a bottle out, pours, pours her drink in an actual wine glass. Wow. And sits it in front of her. Okay. On the house. Wonderful. Thank you so much. And she'll kind of, you know, shake his hand or, or you know, Sure. Yeah, and he even, even like gives you like a two pod, you know, two hands. Just your hand sort of disappears. Dwarfs. Even, <laughs> even in the gauntlet, you know, he's, yeah, he's just yeah. he's just got these giant hands. Yeah. Giant beaming smile on her face for seeing it. Obviously, it's not been too long, but um, yeah. church business brings us back here. Luke and I are both here, actually, along with some of our friends. We need a room if you have it. Uh, this place looks incredibly busy, though. Oh, it is, but we can always pull out a pull out an extra room for a friend. Wonderful. Says, "Hey, will you go check on that for me?" Yeah. And one of his one of his employees yeah. kind of goes to it. So they're going to come back and basically put a key with a number on it in front of you. And she'll pay him whatever. Sure, yeah, and the gold stuff is. So yeah, she'll she'll pay him the gold. Actually, it'll be me and several of our friends, and we're going to be on a bit of a rotation. Um, I'll be giving them the key so they can go up. But we're actually on on business, and we're we're kind of staking something out right now. But okay, I'm going to go rest. I'll be back down in about four hours. Does it have to do with the murders? Possibly. I've only heard a little bit about that. What 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 detailed information do you have on that? Not a lot necessarily, but I just know that people have been people have been getting murdered, you know, on their way home, so actually from taverns. Thankfully not from here yet. Okay. But people walking, what part alone, of town? walking alone kind of all over town. Maybe I think I've heard a little bit more, maybe towards the Ford dis- district, but it's been speckled throughout the town. Okay. Additionally, they're talking about these the, the high orcs. We haven't found they haven't found a lot of high orcs murdered, but they keep disappearing. So it's if it's somebody that isn't a high orc, they seem to you know people find them dead somewhere. If it's a high orc, they, they don't find a body; they just disappear. So a lot of people have been pointing at the high orcs. One of our companions is actually a high orc, so we're trying to keep him as safe as we can. Is there any rules or curfews in place that we need to be aware of? You know, not at this point. They've been suggesting that people don't spend too much time on the streets. Okay. But they haven't. It's it's still relatively new. It's only been within, I mean, how long have you been gone? It's, it's probably about the time you left that it started up. Okay. Well, actually, by the time we got back to Prince Home, this was happening in the market district there as well. Homeless and things were being taken from the streets. I hadn't heard that. We're worried that they're connected and we're trying to get to the bottom of it, but know that we're doing our best to help. Well, we should speak to you. You as well. Kind of hold the key and thanks. And sure. Down her drink real fast. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like shake her head with a bit of like... Okay. <laughs> that was stronger <laughs> than I originally planned. A little, kind of, a little bit dizzy as yeah. you up for just a second. Like, oh, kind I, of refocus. I haven't eaten real I recently. forgot that they were that powerful of a vintage and she just kind of puts the glass on the table and then makes her way out. Somebody's been drinking whiskey. He's oh like, yeah. So you know. Yeah, yeah. So she'll make her way to the room, and I'll actually maybe before she goes, she'll ask him to have somebody knock on the door in four hours. Oh yeah, you can do that. She'll All make right. her way up and sleep for four. So that's then. What was everybody else doing? Me and Real Hop were going to check out that address. Okay. Uh, the, the address is a little bit closer to the Forge District. I should have said when we came up on the boat, and I kind of forgot to describe it, but the, there is a constant plume of smoke that comes up from the eastern side. It's kind of southeast, I guess, of the town because the Forge District. It's, I mean, it's part of Lucidum itself. It's one of the. It's about a quarter of the city. Fermius is the mining town to the to the east. That's where a lot of the convicts go, and it comes downriver 
to loosen them, and so they, they it's just a machine of steel. I mean, they're constantly working on items of, of lucite steel, and it's it's one of the things that you would have seen on your way in is this giant plume of, of smoke that just has this, you know, constant corkscrew up from the, from the Forge District. So one nice thing about it is that when you're looking for something near the Forge District, you have a, you just follow the plume. So come up to this apartment house. This is probably a pretty blue collar area, sort of, you know, lower class as far as lucidum goes. And there's an apartment house. There's, there's doors to the outside for each of the apartments. It's just a, a building. It's more like uh, townhomes or something, right? Where there's just a multiple living quarters just side by side built up against each other. Okay. Uh, is there like, is it kind of like a block so like we could circle around it or? Yeah, you could. Because like, mm-hmm. I think, real up, I really think we need to kind of just patrol around first, get kind of a lay of the land. Yeah, that sounds like a, that sounds like a good idea. So like, as we kind of like scope, there's, are there lights on in this house or this apartment or? There are not. Okay. See, it's dark. And it's nighttime, right? Yeah, we're we're around ten. So ten p.m. I could just be asleep. Very well be asleep. Do you want to look? Yeah. Is there like a backside of this that we could? Yeah, there's a, kind of a front door and a back door, okay. so you can choose. Uh, the backside, and if there's like a way where I could kind of maybe try to like climb, look through some windows, see what we sure. can. Uh, yeah, you can do something if you want to roll your stealth to make sure you don't sure. get anybody's attention. Uh, that will be a twenty-one stealth roll. Okay. Yep, you know, easy enough to just climb up and poke through a couple of windows. Right. You think what you see is in through the window that you get to is a it looks like a child's room. Like there's a bed, there's a small form on the you know it seems to be sleeping, covers up, and you can see what looks to be kind of like a teddy bear or you know some sort of stuffed toy sitting in one corner of the room. Hmm. Is there any other window that I might be able to? Yeah, you also the other window is kind of more directly near the near the back door, and it looks like a little kitchen area, and it looks like it probably opens out into a little living room space. Okay. But it looks like a pretty modest little home, you know, right. nothing really standing out. Nothing really seems out of the ordinary. What are your thoughts? Well, so there's just a child in there. Yeah, in the one room it looks like a child's room. Very possible there might be another bedroom to the front. Like he, he just looked through the back, so um, there isn't. But he the, that window sectioned off, so it's possible because you didn't look through the front. It's possible that there might be another bed quarters towards the front. Um, give me a quick minute here. Sure. Are there any alleyways or anything that I could see the back door from that are relatively close? Uh, I mean, you could find a spot around a, the corner of a building. Okay. On the, you know, it's, it's, you're sort of standing in an alley in the back there where Holm is. Okay. I'm going to uh, kind of have Holm provide lookout and uh, cast alarm on the back door. Okay. Uh, ritual. So it's going to take a little while. All right. So, ten minutes. So. Fair enough. So Holm, you, you, I'm assuming you're not trying to hide it from Holm or anything. No. Obviously no. standing here casting something mm-hmm. on the door. Casting. Hmm. Then as soon as I get done uh, casting a spell, I just get a mime playing a chord on a lute, walk around to the uh, front. I need to check the front to make sure that it's, if we got the wrong address. Then, uh, I don't know. I can, I'll go ahead and cast an alarm on the front door as well, if I can. I suppose so. Go ahead and alarm that as well. If we have an idea if anyone exits or enters. Yeah, um, the range on it is a mile, so I don't know how 
Like you, you need to be within a mile. Um, yeah, you wouldn't be able to to go back to the. Is there in around here? Yeah, I'm sure. Sure, okay. there's no right, place you can go to. Try and find an inn on the far side of, or as close to the other inn as possible, so that I can stay alert of the situation. Okay, so you're leaving, leaving hold there. Like, what do you, what do you want? Well, I mean, after. Well, yeah, that's the point. Yeah, after. let's go find an inn. I'll let them know where we're staying. Okay. And then I'll come back. Okay, sounds good. How far is our inn from the inn that uh, the Blessed Barrel? Blessed. The Blessing and Barrel is probably probably about three three or four miles away from that. It's kind of flat and sprawling. You can travel fast here, but it is sort of a spread out city. Are there uh, carriages that we can get in the middle of the night or? Is it kind of a doesn't seem to be at this way. point. Like they, they, you certainly saw them earlier, but it seems that they've sort of cut off at this point. Okay, Met probably not enough foot traffic for them. When I go into the uh, inn, I'm gonna ask the uh, innkeeper if we can arrange for a cab in the middle of the night, if possible. If that's oh, something yeah, that they could arrange. I could probably do that. Yeah, the the inn that you found is called the Laughing Halfling. Nice. And the guy who's in charge uh, of the place is a, is a halfling. Nice. His name is uh, Boblin. Boblin? Uh, and, you know, it's a quaint little you know family-owned thing. He's got a wife there, too, that works in the kitchen. Okay. It's almost like a bread, bed and breakfast or something. Right. What's the uh, cost on that? Um, this one is five silver per night. I got that. Oh, thanks. And then, uh, can you be okay about yourself for a bit? Yeah, I can manage on my own. <laughs> I don't need any supervision whatsoever. I know I like you. Right, I'll head back and to let Luke and know where we're staying at. Okay, and you're just gonna wait and see if anything opens. Yeah, I'm just gonna stay here. Okay. All right. Con, you are wandering the him and Merp or the two severing okay. the barn. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. I say try to stay closer to the barn because uh, I want to look like an luminary guard as opposed okay. to like a street guard because sure. otherwise the luminaries do actually hire out mercenaries sometimes for their you know so it's it's very feasible that that in case sure especially for the road but it's you know wouldn't be unheard of here either sure sure I just walk around and look like I'm checking doors great so if it, if nothing else like the the night's gonna pass un, uneventful no, nobody we're nobody, doing the rotation nobody so. comes out of that door okay well, I'm just going till sunrise at least. Right. It, it, sunrise is going to come and nobody's going to come out of that door and nobody's going to try to break into that. Okay. Warehouse tonight. Um, the alarm lasts for eight hours. It doesn't trip at all. No, 6 a.m.? Yeah, let's, I, yeah, I don't think so. I don't think it's going to. Okay. As soon as it, I wake up, I'm going to head back to, the, to that area. Okay. Keep an eye on it. Sure. You do see some movement in the in the house or in the, in the apartment. Okay. And if you kind of hang out a little while, you you, are, you effectively see. And then, of course, the door finally opens right after your alarm's off. But you see a woman <laughs> woman come out. She has a it's just a human woman peasant clothing, and she has a little rug, and she slaps it against the side of the doorway, kind of okay. dusting it out, kind of thing, and gives it one more sort of airing it out. And then she walks back in, and as she walks back in, a little boy, probably five years old, holding a big stuffed bear, comes sort of stepping out onto the onto the street, and he runs over and he knocks on another door, and another little boy comes out, and they, you know, start playing around, kicking stuff on the streets. 
definitely evil. They're letting their kids play in the street. Those fools. <laughs> Don't they know there's murders going on? <laughs> he's staying right there. They're, you know, <laughs> he's within. Don't give them justification. <laughs> It's not 21st century parenting. Yeah, we're in a thing. Yeah, this is more like 1980s parenting. <laughs> so I'm assuming through the rotations, nothing else happens. So I'm all we're in the morning and everything. Yeah, everybody's technically morning, refreshed. And you have some breakfast gonna, downstairs, then. And what are we going to do during sure. the day when there's people coming in and out of the barn? That's constantly. we got to figure that out. There's no reason we can have one of us stay in the office, right? I'm thinking it shouldn't be one of the church people. They'll get skittish. Sure. If you want to continue your ruse of being a security guard, you could just be in there, wait for the name of Sanger with looking for this crate, and then follow it. Well, I have to be able to, like, see the crate, too, because they can get it without going through the front door, too. Sure. I have to be kind of standing near the crate the whole time. I could just patrol around that area, and if somebody comes to get it, they can come notify me. That would be be useful. Yeah. I'm assuming, is everybody back? Did Relop and Holo come back as well? No, because Relop is... Casing that apartment. Okay. So I guess we wait here until we have to follow? Sure. But I need some bacon to go. Sure. (laughs) I'm sure I can find something. Done. Yeah, so when she... She'll go back and talk to Brackus in the morning and see if there's anything to go she can get, like... Oh, sure. Bakery stuff, meat stuff, whatever. Wrap a a little cloth and send it off. Yeah. So bring that to Merck and just say, for the day, she'll just hand it off. Pocket bacon. Pocket bacon. <laughs> <laughs> I think Relop likes soggy bacon. By the way, the food's amazing. At oh, the, yeah. At the, ha- yeah. the laughing half. Because halflings can cook, yo. Mm-hmm. They sure can. They, they, they actually got the breakfast. better deal. <laughs> Just finishing breakfast. up first breakfast and it was like, after noon oh. tea. Ooh, another round. Second breakfast. <laughs> Second breakfast. Just in time. We'll try to bounce between the two locations okay. and see if we see A, somebody leaving that house, or B, anybody coming, delivering, or picking up that crate so that we can follow them. So, okay. whichever one of those trigger first over the next couple of days. Great. But we know we're running low on time before this eclipse is happening, right. so we're on a bit of a timetable. We mark our time, too. So, this yeah. is the first, this is the second. This right? is the second. Okay. I really know very much what Merck is doing, hanging out at the, right. at the place. Lucan, you're doing, kind of, you're staying Walking in the same area. building kind of thing. Zan, you're. Um, She's going to bounce back and forth between the two locations. I look over at Relop and I'm like, all right, follow my lead. Right. And we go walk right up to the front door, rap on the door. Okay. The woman comes to the door and she cracks it open and she looks a little bothered by the fact that there's a high orc standing there. Uh, Hi, Uh, we're from the Luminary Shipping Company. We're here to let you know that there was a package arrived for you. I'm sorry, a package for us? Yeah, a package from from Prince Home. From Prince Home? Yep. Uh, this is the address that was given to us, uh, just to let you know that uh, yep. it's time to uh, pick up your uh, package. I don't you know where it. we're located, right? I don't know of a package that's supposed to come here. Oh, Karen messed up again. Karen! My my husband should be home from... from he, he works he works at the docks. He should be home in the next week or so. They, they went on a trek of some sort out into this out into the... The bay, and you see her do this like lucite, sort of almost like the side of the cross, or you know. But uh, I, maybe he's got something coming from, from your, us. When your he husband returns, is, a, is a fisherman. Y- yes. Uh, when he returns, you know, I'll, I'll see about him going to. If it's for him, he can go get it. Okay. Well, uh, when was he that. expected to return? Hopefully within the week. Karen. Karen. <laughs> well, sorry to bother you, ma'am. 
Okay. And Good she day. Kind of closes the door. All right. Oh. With probably the husband. Yeah. Could go back and uh, hit up uh, Krieger. See if he knows of anyone. Captain Krieger. See if he knows of anyone that's been. Good. Yes. Okay. Okay. Right. Yeah. Fine. So you know, just surveillance throughout the day. So it gets to be about dusk again. So the sun's about to go down. I mean, it's, it's not quite there. It's it's about eight p.m. So that means that place is going to close again soon. Yeah, jeez. And you see a wagon come up being pulled by a, a team of two horses. There's a halfling that is at the uh, reins. At the reins, thank you. And he hops down, looks around, like looks away from the building. He has a little Van Dyke pointed at the at the edge of his chin. He's wearing a cloak. And it's it's actually sort of over his head a little bit, you know. So you you really just see sort of the Van Dyke sticking out from under the cloak more than anything. The the cloak looks to be made up of little patches of leather, you know, patchwork different colors and things like that. This is outside the barn. Yeah, he hops hops down. Who's seeing this? Lucon, this is what you see. This halfling comes down. It's kind of a flat bed on the wagon, which would be very appropriate for picking up crates and that kind of thing. Okay. He hops down, he kind of looks around. He actually seems to see you off in the shadows, kind of thing, doesn't, doesn't pay much attention to it, and walks into the building. Okay, and there's no one else on that wagon? No. Okay, I just kind of go right up to the doorway and kind of peek in if I can. Yeah, try not to look. crack it open and peek in? Yeah, just kind of see what's up, figuring Merck's going to okay. see it. So and you'll kind of see him go talk to the, the people that work there. So Merck, you see this this little halfling coming in again. He doesn't pull his hood down when he comes in either. It's, it's, it's you know obscuring the top of his. You can, you can see him, but he's he's like when he covers if he points or anything. Can I see his dress? Inside of his dress? Um, yeah, does something make us? I mean, because we've been seeing people come in and out all day. I'm sure. So is there anything that makes me think this is odd? No, you have to see people go on the side. I'm just saying, basically, he comes in and he's going to tell my name is Sanger. I'm here for the period. Ah, so he's kind of telling him, you know, come on, come on, quickly. And he's uh, talking in common the whole time, which halflings, and I, I kind of wrote out halfling as a language in here anyway, so like it, it'd be very normal for a halfling. Are you going to try to get my attention, Luke? Just speaking in common. Is Zan happen to be with us at this point? Sure. Um, well, he's, he's more about doing the patrolling thing. She would just be watching from a distance. Okay. So if he like raised his hand and kind of made like some sort of signal to her, she would come rushing over or, and trying to stay away from the visual eyesight of uh, the front door, but keeping an eye on what it is, knowing that this is what we're looking for. So okay. we're gonna hail down a cab and have him follow this guy. That would probably not be a bad idea. So she could do that like a block away. Maybe she'll hail a cab. Start grabbing. Okay. Yeah, going for a cab. All yeah. right, and it'll take him a little bit to get it loaded. Yeah. Too. So, so this is, and you're inside, Merc, right? You're really watching to see if his tattoos, anything that seems. Well, Again, he doesn't put his hood down, so yeah. you're all, you're not seeing a lot. You do see wrists coming out as he's talking. Merc, quick, hop in the crate. Right. <laughs> The that was my next plan. <laughs> oh, stick stick so, Reloft inside the crate. So good. <laughs> Open it up like, surprise! <laughs> <laughs> Nut punch. <laughs> surprise. So, what, Merc, you're, you're just, uh, I'm assuming you're just trying to look like you're your security here. Yeah, it's, like, they tell, they tell me it's it's him. Walk into the uh, office and I look, kind of look at the foreman. He's kind of like, I'm out, boss. And walk out. Okay. The foreman seems like, and maybe it's just because you know what you know, Merc, but he seems nervous, you know, after you guys coming in. Like, the, the foreman is there, and he's directing a couple of employees to move this crate, and they're, again, using that 
little forklift contraption that they use. And then the, the foreman is seriously like nervous. Like you, yeah. you're, you're a little nervous that he's going to somehow tip it. this halfway yeah. off. Oh, well, if he looks nervous, I just walk up and put my hand on him. Put it on your shoulder, you know, before I leave, just like put my hand on your shoulder and be like, sure. There's almost like a little bit of a tremble, but he, but he gets it together. It'll be okay. Be back in the morning. All right. These employees slide this large barn door open and bring it out. The cart is just flatbedded, so it's pretty easy to just get it up there. It makes a big creaking, slamming noise as it hits the cart, and the halfling walks off. He doesn't say thank you or anything. He's just he's he's actually like from what you see, the guy's kind of a rude little (laughs) jerk. Like he's he's not you know he's just like this is this is for me. Come and give me the you know and like no, he has to die, which is kind of. Not what you've seen. You, you know, you've seen a good handful of halflings. They're, they're they well, pepper I mean, the, breakfast at one place. Yeah, a lot of a lot of halflings seem to be very, you know, hospitable. You know, it's a it's a part of being a halfling a lot of times. And and this guy's just kind of a little jerk. So, all right, right. And he gets back into to the cart, hits the reins, and they roll off. Are we able to get a cab? And yeah, is there a cab nearby? So Dan was trying to get one. Yep. I think yeah. By the time in the time it takes for them to load it, by the time it, that happens, you've got a cab sort of waiting. Like you could be in the cab. She's going to be in the cab. She's going to wait for that cart to go. She'll be like, "Go pick those people up," because I'm assuming Luke and Merck will kind of be off to the side somewhere. Sure. I'll have them like dash up, pick them up, and then follow that cart. Okay. The, the guy his his name is uh, Habers. He's the, the driver. Oh, the driver. And he's like, I always wanted somebody to tell me to do that. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I know it's quite exciting. Anyway. <laughs> All right, so he's driving through. He kind of starts to get a little closer than you want him to, yeah, and you like, have to tell him to back off. off and, yeah. and because it's one of those handsome cabs, you sort of have yeah. to poke your head out the window yeah, and talk yeah, back yeah. to him. But we can see ahead of us well, more so than normal carriages that you yeah. tend to block off the yep, front yep, view. Yeah, for sure. And I, I kind of want to keep an eye on the halfling to see if he's turning around and looking at us at any point, too. Like, if he's just single-mindedly moving forward, that's fine. But if he's turning around and looking at us, we want to be... I'm just going to roll his I perception, want to... too. I want to look to see if anybody's following us as well. Okay. Very perception. 16. You do, do not think so. Okay. Twins. The wagon takes a few kind of circles. Like this this halfling is attempting to go in a sort of mishmash. Because, again, this is yeah. really clean lines to the streets here. Right. And yeah. he's, he's kind of going in weird directions. And it like almost like he's worried he's being followed. But you know, okay. he's not speeding up. He's not hitting the horses. Yeah. And, and, getting things rolling, he's just apparently trying to evade being followed. Sure. You start moving towards a little closer to the Forge District and start passing by all of these forges. Many of them are still lit for the day. They're still hammering here and there, but it's probably not as loud as you are used to for those of you that have been here. But this runs 24-7 for the most part, right? Yeah. They're always making stuff. It certainly calms a little bit in the evening, but, you know, there's always fire in the Forge District. It's, It's actually kind of a slogan. Sure. You pass by several, a lot of the guilds are out here. There's this uh, Smith's Guild Forges, there's the Tinker's Guild Foundry, you know, lots of different places that of note, but you're just sort of focusing on this wagon. It pulls up to a little building on the outskirts. It's almost on the outskirts of town, like right on the edge, you know, to, sort of to the southeast of the Forge District. Okay. And it's this little mound with grass growing up one side of it. It's like a hill. And in the front of the hill, there's a bunch of canvas canopy canopy that moves out from the front, and it's it's bigger than the hill. It's got a sign out front, and it's called the Fellmongery. 
you haven't heard of that before necessarily, but from the smells that are coming out of the place, like if, as you, if you get a little bit closer, you're thinking it probably is a tannery. So we went into a leather shop with Relop, but this is like a full-on tannery because there's they use a lot of like urine and they use you know just lots of weird chemicals to tan leathers. And so if you get close enough to it, it's pretty clear what you're smelling. Okay. Just because you would have all been around that at times. Okay. So we'll stop like a block or half away or so, so we can still have eyesight on the cart as it pulls up to a stop. Okay. So that our cart pulls up to a stop. Great. Gonna hop out. Sure. You Thank s- you, Hobbers. Since <laughs> you gave me his name. <laughs> you know, he's like, anytime. And, yeah. you know, Thank you, miss. Yeah. Okay. You get down, you're kind of wa- watching from afar. Yeah. Out of the canvas part of building. You know, it's, it's, it's built into this mound, and then it's got this sort of shop built out from the front of it. You see a bunch of what look to be other halflings. Mm-hmm. And, which is, like, this is the first time that any of you have seen, like, an actual like group of halflings other than light feet. Light feet are, are sort of like gypsies that, that that move around, but actual sort of stout, you know, basic halflings that you run into, mm-hmm. you never see more than a couple at a time. And there's a, there's about six of them that all come out in addition to the guy that was on the wagon, right. and they all work together to you know they've got some boards for leverage. Got, they don't have any real. It doesn't seem real good tools for it, but they they seem to get this this crate. Pulled off of the wagon, they haul it inside. Assuming we're kind of moving around, yeah. and you know, make sure and it's nighttime, and you're basically in the dark, looking in at the light too. So right. even even the human, and, you know, those of you that can't see in uh, dark vision, can make out. And as soon as that crate gets brought in, you can see that they pop it open. It's like they didn't want to pop it open outside, right. so they just got it barely in far enough to where it wouldn't be in plain sight if right. nobody knew what they were looking for. They crack it open, and uh, presumably they're taking those daggers into that mound. As you are watching that, you do see that there's a taller humanoid there that's directing them. You know, it's kind of clear, but again, there's all these tarps. It's just not great. Right. And then you see her walk into the light. It's a she. It's a she. Okay. She's very beautiful. She's got dark hair, kind of fair skin. She looks to be serotonin. See her sort of elven ears. She has a bow slung across her back. She has, you know, some bracers and kind of has a sort of an elven sort of ranger kind of look to her. Okay. And she looks strikingly like Zan if Zan were a brunette. Thank you for listening to this episode of D4 on the Floor. Please check out our D4 on the Floor website at d4onthefloor.com. That's the letter D, the number 4, onthefloor.com for more great gaming content. Professional D&D podcast. (laughs) If it's professional, I want somebody to pay me. (laughs) Isn't that what professional means? You guys figure out what you want to do once we get there. Boop! Who had Arby's for lunch today? Mm-hmm. I had it for dinner. Oh my god! I had Arby's dude, for lunch. You guys, you guys had. Arby's. In fact, yeah, I had Arby's yeah. with you, Lance. Yeah, we did. Yeah. <laughs> it was delicious. <laughs> None of your right. goddamn business. You're I thought you were looking at one of my. I don't know. I was making sure you were looking at one of your demise. <laughs> Wait a minute. Should I be looking at your ones? I find advantage advantageous. Oh, mm-hmm. the slippery lever.
I'm gonna try to get Lance to go. Oh yeah. Do it again. Just do a furball. They all sound like they're from northern Wisconsin. It's fine. Mark's not that cruel of a GM. I should. Actually, if you want to make a Wisconsin character, you should make a serial killer. <laughs> oh my God. Why? Because all serial killers are from Wisconsin, apparently. Yeah. Huh. Well, it's just not so she recognizes. Not that she doesn't like hearing them. It's kind of xenophobic for a girl named Xanophia. Now I want beer whiskey and cheese. That's pretty pretty amazing. I won't lie. Just so you know, Xan, you were my favorite.